0: Shall I hear more or shall I speak at this? Welcome to the Movie Ladder Podcast. We're all about cinematic connections. Each week we're discussing a movie that connects to the movie from the previous week's podcast. I'm Zach Brooks. And for the 135th time, I'm joined by... Sir Brendan of House Fitzpatrick. Uh, isn't that like a Game of Thrones reference? Not a, Something I guess it's like House that. House Capula, House Montague. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, Brendan, the lady stirs. Because the he stirs. <laughs> we have another member of the Five Timers Club joining us tonight, uh, just fresh on the heels of Taylor Cotter last week. And uh, that is our very own librarian to talk about some Shakespeare, Megan, the librarian.
1: Good, morrow. How Good
0: are you, Megan, the
1: librarian.
0: <laughs> I feel like I'm <laughs> totally going to be out of my depth with you two with all of the Shakespeare <laughs> because my, my knowledge of Shakespeare is this movie and... Um, a couple other movies that are based on Shakespeare properties.
2: Yeah, and as success.
0: soon
2: as uh, as soon as Megan the librarian heard that Taylor had made five times before her, she drew her sword and said, "You, I
0: am yours." And That's
2: come right. at said, me.
1: "Taylor, thou art a villain." No, I don't really think villain. that. <laughs> Taylor is cool.
0: You got your you got your dagger out. Um, well, Megan, you're not the only one joining the five timers club tonight, but we'll find out who that is later. uh
3: Oh, oh yeah. boy.
0: Yeah, um, but uh, last week, last week we talked about, yeah, maybe Paul Sorvino, last week we talked about Romeo and Michelle's high school reunion with the aforementioned Taylor Cotter, mm-hmm. and uh, this week, due to a, uh, what did we say? Uh, Romeo
2: and Sorvino.
0: Yeah, Romeo, oh, Romeo plus Sorvino, we might already have our title connection. Yeah, that, uh, that's the one I wrote down from last week, because we yeah, said on that, yeah. Yeah, Romeo and Sorvino connection, mm-hmm. uh, we will be talking about uh, the 1996 Baz Lerman, uh, led by Leonardo DiCaprio and Claire Danes, Romeo plus Juliet. It, how's it, would you say it's plus Juliet and Juliet? What's I mean, the plus differentiates it. What would you say again? I'd just
1: say Romeo and Juliet.
0: Romeo and yep. Juliet. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it does have a plus. If you search for just Romeo and Juliet, it doesn't come up. You have to,
1: and if you use the yeah. plus
0: sign, it actually also Letterbox removes that because it uses the plus in the URL to differentiate different words. So it's very funny if you look at the URL when you search for Romeo plus Juliet
2: r plus r plus j equals l
0: exactly yes getting on the game of thrones uh, a couple weeks early so uh then at the end of the episode we'll uh be deciding on our movie based on suggestions sent in by our lovely uh Fortnite listeners and it doesn't really work and uh ones that us your uh what did we say that your beautiful house but we bite we would bite our thumb at our connections for next week, our suggestions mm-hmm. for next week. <laughs> bite my thumb at the listeners. <laughs> yes. Um, somebody said bite my tongue to me, and I I was able to correct myself. Actually, well actually it's bite my thumb, at least mm-hmm. in the movie. Um, and uh, so yes, we will be spoiling Romeo plus Juliet. If you've never seen it, it is on HBO Max uh I, it's or, it's
1: like a 400 year old play also so that too yeah, yeah so the window go. is closed um <laughs> i think so
0: yeah uh so uh if you do want to just jump ahead and you don't care about romeo and juliet for some reason uh you, we will put mm. the timestamp in the podcast description and as always send your feedback at ladder movie on twitter and movieLaddergmail.com or the movie ladder on letterboxd uh send your feedback to megan megan why don't you just give your credentials right at the top How people send my them credentials me? Yeah, you're like, you know, not your credentials. What are your Shakespeare <laughs> bona few days? No, you're like logging or you're not logging, like, no, that's no your
1: handle,
0: your letterbox oh, profile. Oh. Like just you oh, okay. your stuff now instead of at the end.
1: Oh, okay. Well, um on Letterboxed, I'm just Megan, M-E-A-G-H-A-N. And on Twitter, you can follow me at Cosmic Library if you want.
0: If you want if you're not already, and if you're not already, what's wrong with you? There you go. Yeah, it's changing things up a little bit this week. <laughs> Megan. How's it going? How's it been going since you were last on?
1: Pretty good. Um, hasn't been that long, has it?
0: No. So, yeah, mean, uh, the hours, was that your
1: last one? No, the aviator. Like yeah, oh, the, the
0: aviator. Oh, The Aviator. Oh, yes, Leo, of course.
1: Yeah. Well, and we talked about this movie on mm-hmm. like Romeo and Juliet on The Aviator podcast. So, oh, perfect. When you picked nice it, I was like, well, <laughs> everything circled back around for this. That's right. But it was
0: not an official suggestion off of The
1: Aviator. I don't podcast, think
0: so. I don't believe. Okay. Right. Um, so yes, yeah, it's your third appearance this year, right? The Hours, The so. Aviator, and this? Is oh, there anything yeah. else? oh, nice. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that was less than 10 episodes ago that you were on. It's great to have you back so soon. Okay. Uh, although it's going to give you a shorter window to pick the best thing that you watched since you were last on the podcast.
1: That's true. Well, but I have something from this week anyway. Oh, perfect. Yeah, for the Criterion Challenge, I watched the movie Diabolique which is uh, a French movie from the 50s. I forget what year exactly, 56 maybe, about um, two women who are involved with the same man and they decide to kill him. And it was very creepy. Like, it was very mm-hmm. suspenseful. You know, some sometimes older scary movies don't hold up that well, but this one really did. And I found it was very, like, very tense. I did not know what was going on. There's, like, weird plot developments that I absolutely uh, did not see coming and yeah I really liked it so that was my best of the week I think
3: yeah it
2: was uh remade in the mid-90s actually in 1996 starring Chaz commentary of all people Mm. uh in Mm. the male lead role um let me see who else was in this it was Was uh yeah, shit, Diaboli, Diaboli, Di- Diaboli uh, starring Isabella Adjani and Sharon Stone with hmm. Chaz Commentary, Kathy Bates, Golden
1: Grey. Um, seems to be a direct remake, so there you go. Wow, yeah. interesting. Well, I haven't seen that, but uh, yeah, the original I would I would recommend. And it's mm-hmm. um, the, one of the female leads is Simone Signore, who I think has been in a few, like, uh, well-known movies Um but yeah, yeah, it was really, I, I wasn't sure what to expect going in. But yeah, I really enjoyed it. So.
0: I feel like that's nice. a cover that I see often.
1: Because when you said yeah. it, I was like, I've never
0: heard of this movie. And then I looked it up. I was like, oh, yeah, I do recognize that. Uh,
1: it's a that striking, story. it's the hand holding the man's head mm. under the water is what it is. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Nice.
0: All right. Brennan, how about you?
2: Uh, So I only saw one movie between last week watching Romeo and Michelle and this week watching Romeo and Juliet. And that was, uh, I made it out to the theater on Thursday night to go see Jordan Peele's Nope. Yep. um, Starring uh, Daniel Kaluuya and Keith Palmer and Steven Yeun. Um, I wasn't really sure what to make of this movie when I first left the theater. But the more that I've digested it and thought about it. The more I've really, really liked this movie, um, it's right hovering right around the bottom of the top 10 of the year so far, but I could see it going up before the end of the year, especially if I get a chance to revisit it. Um, I thought visually it was a really striking film, um, especially with the cinematography. I know there's been a lot of debate about um, the use of special effects and how... You know whether they whether they are intentionally look kind of janky because of the digital effects or if they actually look appropriate for the style of the film and I, I think that the the way that the special effects are used in this film are incredibly um, on purpose and on point um, especially because this is supposed to be sort of a sci-fi western. Sort of motif because it's set in you know the middle of nowhere in the mountains on a farm
0: and yeah I think it's supposed to be at the valley outside California yeah so it's yeah
2: I really enjoyed uh, I really enjoyed all the performances um, there were some some thematic things that I enjoyed about the movie um, especially like talking about how we process culture and media. And how that changes over time and how desensitized we are to things as a modern society in the way that we process culture that I really, really enjoyed um, about about Nope. Um, Megan, yeah. did you see Nope? So,
1: no, no, I haven't seen it yet. Nope. I will at some point.
0: Yeah. Are you a Jordan Peele fan?
1: Yeah. I even like The Twilight Zone. I know a lot of people mm. didn't like it, but I thought it was good.
0: I only watched, I think, the first episode of that. I think there was an episode that took place on a plane that I watched. With Adam um, Scott. Mm-hmm. Yeah I watched yeah. that one and I think that's the only one I watched Where was um, listening to
1: a podcast Oh
0: that's right Yeah, um, yeah I like did, his movies I think they're always interesting um, mm-hmm. And I do think there's definitely some comparisons Between him and another director Who had a third movie that was about aliens um, mm-hmm. But you know you well, can Are you talking most, about sure.
1: Signs because sign, the, Apparently this is isn't this the anniversary Of the release of Signs or something did mm-hmm. I see that on Twitter today mm-hmm. I love yeah. Signs I really really love them
0: yeah. Um, well, I think like there's a lot of comparisons between the two movies. Um, mm-hmm. And this is like, I think Nope is trying for a whole bunch of stuff. And the stuff that it didn't do is like the stuff I was more interested in than what it, where right. it did go with the movie. Um, but I, as my third out of three um, Jordan Peele movies, I would say in my rankings, um, mm-hmm. I really I like, like Us. I, I, I really us, like Us. And
2: yeah. I'm I'm annoyed at the discourse around Us. And people, like, the, the general discourse seems to be that Us was a worse movie that I remember it being. But I remember really, really liking Us. Yeah, there's a lot I to,
0: like uh, I thought it was really yeah. creepy. And I think Us is a really good comparison with Unbreakable. Mm-hmm. And I think you can, there are ways you can compare Get Out to The Sixth Sense. So I just mm-hmm. think it kind of drives. Mm-hmm. Although I did see something and somebody said, well, that wasn't really M. Night Shyamalan's third movie. It was actually, like, his fifth movie. He had, like, two smaller movies before The Sixth Sense. but yeah, remember, That's nitpicky film bullshit of course yes <laughs> yeah yeah don't get your nitpicks we not here. yeah we're
2: we're not we're not that granular here at this podcast we're much more for the casual comparison
3: yeah
0: um did i say spoiler about that about nope brendan because i was talking and I, it's been a while since i saw it i can't remember if that was a reveal or not you didn't say anything spoilerific about okay nope, good good yeah all
2: right i knew it was the about aliens nope. yeah i mean i wasn't gonna say it was about aliens but since you said it yeah
3: yeah
2: all
0: right it's always aliens yeah. So, so. uh, all right, well, my movie I'm going to talk about is not Aliens, uh, but not about Aliens. I actually have two that I'm trying to decide between, uh, but I'm going to go with the one that I think is a little lesser lesser known and lesser seen, and it stars Ethan Hawke. So you can't go mm-hmm. wrong with Ethan Hawke. Uh, this is 2019's Adopt a Highway. Uh, oh. This is the only movie directed by Logan Marshall Green, and I know it came up on this podcast once or twice as a suggestion. Um, and, like, nobody who – I follow two people who have seen this movie. Um, wow. And I don't even know how this got on my list. It was probably like one of those podcasts where like, here's ten movies on streaming that you've never heard of, or something. Yeah, like
2: it was that. probably Sean yeah. Fennessey.
0: Yeah, one of those. so yeah. this is a this is a quick watch. It's less than eighty minutes, so it's really mm. fast. Um, and it's about uh, Ethan Hawke plays a character named Russ, uh, who uh just got out of prison, and it's about his adjustment back to society after he's been in prison for twenty years for uh, drug charges,
1: mm. and.
0: Uh, it takes place, you know, 2019 takes place now. And you just, you watch his uh, adaption back or adoption back into society. And just the, like, it's it, it brought up a lot of things. Like, I just don't even think about with people being released from prison, with inmates being released from prison. Like he's completely missed the internet mm. and uh, email. It's so, like, he'd go to place and they'd be like, oh, we'll just email it to you. And he's like, I don't have an email address. Or like, how do I do that? Like, he just like,
3: mm.
0: all of this, the, the ways the world has changed in society um mm-hmm. since he had been locked up and so uh he ends up like at one point he ends up finding a baby in a dumpster and that kind of propels the story forward um and like a, an alive baby but just a baby that was abandoned um <laughs> well wow. and, and then you just you're kind of with him yeah so it's, i mean it's 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 not the most depressing movie but it's it's a little bit uh it's, it definitely gets you a little bit at, at certain times um and yeah, I just think, I think it's good. I think it's, you know, it's on, uh, stars, I believe is where I watched it. Like stars on Amazon is how I watched it. So, um, and it's a great showcase for Ethan Hawke. So if you're an Ethan Hawke fan like me, uh, I would recommend it.
1: If only the listeners could have seen when you said, and he finds a baby in a dumpster, Brendan and my eyebrows both shot up into yeah. our foreheads.
2: <laughs> Nobody puts baby in a dumpster Megan. Yeah. Yeah. Uh,
0: I've abandoned my boy. So, uh,
3: yeah,
0: yeah, um, I think it too, like the fact that he's locked up for a weed charge, and you know, you look at the, oh. how it's uh, big, yeah, big know, he was in there for twenty years. So um, I actually kind of like I've been watching Blackbird on Apple, um, which mm-hmm. I don't know if I really like that show, but it's an interesting show, right. and it it's I feel like this is like kind of a good companion with Blackbird right now. So
2: yeah, really great um, final radio to performance on Blackbird. I'm I'm enjoying yeah. the show, but it's it's not a particularly like.
0: Great show, but I'm really enjoying it for what it is. I feel so, like it's really comparable yeah. to uh not Pretty Little Liars, the other one, Big Little Lies. Big Little Lies, yeah, I think that's yeah. It. yeah. Based on a book, dramatic yeah. about a crime, um, and good the, performances, but you're kind of yeah. like, so they're going to make a second
2: Some season. Some of the writing is story, bad. Some
0: sure. of the writing is just real, real bad. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
2: But you know, so, like, are you watching that, Megan?
1: No, but I've seen Pretty Little Liars and Big Little Lies. Oh, uh, uh, are you watching right now? Well, I I watched um. Let's see. I watched The White Lotus and I am mm-hmm. oh, nice. still I'm still watching Star Trek The Next Generation and Deep Space Nine. That's nice. what I'm doing right now.
0: I loved White Lotus. What a great show. I, I'm I'm skeptical about the second season, but the first season was Just, I couldn't stop watching it.
1: Yeah. I was like I did I did. I was I binged it and then I was like, did I actually enjoy that? Mm-hmm. And I was not I don't know. There. there were things about it that I liked, but I mm-hmm. I don't think it's one of my favorites. But I probably watched it. Yeah, it's certainly an uncomfortable case, yeah. yeah, I was sort of like, this is all about terrible people being terrible. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Most TV is these days. So it's days. very realistic. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, speaking of terrible people, maybe they're not terrible, but some of their family members are. Should we talk about Romeo and Julieta?
1: Yeah, I don't all think right. they're terrible.
0: Julieta. Well, the families, though. Do you think the families are terrible?
1: Yeah, well, yeah, some of them. Some yeah. of them.
0: All right. Uh, So, uh, just to set it up again, 1996, directed by Baz Luhrmann, it's got a whole cast of of great 90s and today's actors, but uh, led by Leonardo DiCaprio as Romeo, Montague, Mm -hmm. and uh, Claire Danes as Juliet Capulet, Yep, which is kind of rhymy. I guess, is that why it's Juliet Capulet? Is that that an intentional rhyme?
1: I guess so. I've always thought that was weird. I've always thought it should be Juliet, Montague, and Romeo Capulet, but I guess probably Mm -hmm. when you are trying to write in verse, maybe it helps if your character's Mm -hmm. name's rhyme. He yeah.
0: probably does, yeah. I guess I, Romeo uh, Montague doesn't really rhyme with Romeo never
1: mind. Sort of. But <laughs> one of one of the things that I find really funny about this movie is that they've given first names to people like Dave Paris. The fact that his name is yeah. Dave always I kills it. me. It, cra-
2: it cracked me up when they did the credits at the
1: beginning and I'm like, yeah. oh yeah,
2: Ted, Dave ca- Paris. Ted Capri Ted Montague. <laughs> Ted Montague. <laughs> <laughs>
3: like, please get out of
2: here, Brian Dennehy <laughs> Okay. <laughs> uh,
0: what, what, so what's Ted what's Ted Montague's name in the play?
1: i think he's, he's just, just montague father,
0: he's like, just father he's just montague. yeah, yeah. i guess that father Montague. Yeah. um yeah that's true i'm, I'm looking <laughs> through and to see if there's any other like ridiculous names uh yeah. Dave Paris. I see this is, this is where it's interesting for you too, because you two are much more familiar with the source material than me. Right. Um, I think that the, I saw this movie in theaters in 1996 with my, ba- with a babysitter. I like vividly remember like the theater I saw it in and I knew nothing of, of any of this, of Romeo and Juliet. Mm-hmm. And so this was like the, for the time, this is the only Shakespeare that I knew I knew. Now I had seen the Lion King did not know that was based on Shakespeare and then other properties, obviously based on Shakespeare as well. Um, but for the longest time, this was kind of the extent of I didn't really do any Shakespeare in high school
3: that I know of. Mm-hmm.
0: So um, this to me is my version of Romeo and Juliet. Uh, still yeah. is like this loud. Like this is this is a modernized version of Romeo and Juliet. It's got lots of '90s music, tons of like crazy style that Baz Luhrmann brings to this, and just like updating Romeo and Juliet to be take place in 1996 in basically like I guess it's supposed to be Venice Beach, but it's Verona, right? Verona Beach, which is in yeah, California. Yeah, it's yeah. Yeah, um with the the big statue that is like the Brazil, the big Jesus statue yeah. in Brazil.
2: And yeah, yeah, know. it's the Rio statue, which is really funny and out of place, yeah. but I, I like it. I like the
0: stylistic choice. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
3: Um.
0: All right. So, like, with what are your guys' thoughts on just the update itself? Just uh, presenting Romeo and Juliet in this style. Megan, why don't you why don't you kick us off?
1: I love it. I think it works really well. <laughs> Yeah. I think that um yeah, I think like some the way they do the dialogue uh like with the news anchor woman who's a two households both alike in dignity it, mm-hmm. like it, it works really well and the same with the the scene that always cracks me up is when Friar Lawrence calls the delivery service and <laughs> <laughs> the woman it on the phone the she's mm-hmm. so funny like her delivery is really you know and I I think it does a good job of making uh Shakespeare like it it's very ob, like obvious what they're saying you know like it, even mm-hmm. if you don't understand all of the exact meaning of the words you get mm-hmm. you get the drift yeah yeah, yeah. for sure
0: yeah post haste um, is the name of that delivery thing yes yes, yes. yes. Yeah,
2: post haste <laughs> um yeah i saw this movie when it came out in 96 i was a sophomore in high school um had done a ton of shakespeare in various english classes throughout middle school and high school um had read macbeth right before this came out uh in my high school uh english literature class and had read the role of mcduff because that's what our teacher liked to do like they they like to have us like stand in front of the class and then read shakespeare like different parts um but i was really really excited for this movie when it came out um saw it in the theaters a couple of times All went nice. out immediately and bought the soundtrack I mean, the soundtrack. Did you leave it in
0: Canada and Megan
2: found it this week on the street? (laughs) It's quite possible that it made its way to Canada because I did give away an entire CD booklet two years ago when I moved into this apartment that had that CD in it. So who knows?
0: But it was in the jewel case, though, is the problem.
2: Oh yeah, it wouldn't have been in the jewel case. But yeah, yeah, the soundtrack for this film slaps. I think (laughs) that. The that's what the kids say right now, right? They say. I don't it's think flash. they were saying that in the nineties. <laughs> I think they were saying. It. Okay.
0: They were saying this. Okay, this like is adaptation. rad.
2: This, awesome. the, the soundtrack
0: is rad. And, I still say awesome. Awesome is rad. Really um, awesome. still say awesome too.
2: So I think that for the most part, the adaptation works for the modern setting, and even the stuff that is really cheesy, like the manufacturer of the guns being called sword guns. I love that. On the side is super cheesy. Because you're like, oh, look, guys, it's it's sword. It's sword good. <laughs> Get it? Well, and it's there's like, also the dagger still, gun
0: as well. Mercutio yeah. has a has a dagger.
2: Exactly. Uh, so it still really, really works um on a lot of levels. I especially think it really works at its best whenever it's just one or two characters in a scene. And both if both of those characters understand the dialogue, and you can tell they really, really rehearsed it with each other, so that they have chemistry. Like I think, probably there are two really great scenes in this movie: the 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 balcony scene with Romeo and Juliet, everything from the end of the party to when Romeo has to leave, and he says, "You know, meet me at Friar Lawrence." Yada yada. Um, that that whole section is fantastic and really mm. well staged. Yeah. With everything, with the pool and the statue and the balcony, um, and we can get to my second favorite scene after um.
0: I'm, g- I'm I'm wondering if it's one of I mean because I really like that scene. Um, mm-hmm. it, it it's funny you brought up chemistry because what I remember from seeing this when I was a kid, and I wondered if it was like you know like kid you know sort of like you're seeing romance on on the screen at an early mm-hmm. age. But like there is so much chemistry between Claire Danes and Leonardo yep. DiCaprio. It is like you really can feel like the like they're like oozing sexiness between the two of them. Yeah, and movie. you can also feel like they're teenagers in this film yes. because
2: yeah, yes. that's that's like the biggest and hardest thing whenever there's. So I canceled for like, at,
3: oozing
0: at sexiness a... about
3: teenagers. <laughs> <laughs> so you were you were <laughs> young I was when moving you saw it right it. past
0: it. I was right, moving yeah, right yes. past it. I was, I was gonna I was let was it go. I was younger than them. Um, <laughs> oh my god. Yeah. No, but I I agree with you because you know <laughs> them not really feeling like teenagers. You mm. would. Like it would feel like they, you know, they rush into things so quickly, right? They rush to get married, exactly. and and they make these really dramatic decisions, of suicide, and running away, and uh well, I guess It's, I don't right. it, it's yeah, all like,
2: stupid teenager stuff, and right. like, yeah, and you totally buy it because these are just two dumb, love-struck, poetic kids. And are they totally... kids
0: in uh, in the original? Are they? Yes, are yeah, they, about yeah, they are teenagers. Like, Juliet's thirteen, I think. Mm-hmm. And, oh wow, okay. And, yeah, so yeah. they're very young, but. Um,
1: And I think in the movie, Romeo in particular is so, like, over-the-top angsty. Mm. Like, the introduction Mm. of him with the Radiohead song. Mm. Yes. It's so, it's like, yeah, okay. More like
0: (laughs) Romeo. Yeah. There we go. (laughs) Romeo. You can just rearrange some of the letters, right? uh, E-M-O. M-E-O. Yeah, and I love the way that we start this movie. Because I had totally Mm. forgotten that we start with, like, the... 20th century fox in a tiny tv screen that you zoom right. in on and then you get your narrator that's um you know that's the news anchor woman um
1: yeah the chorus yeah and
0: right off the bat like the i feel like you know right away if you're in or out on this movie because yeah. you just get the style <laughs> like you basically get a trailer right after that like for what the movie you're the gonna see. So movie. They show yeah. all the characters and yeah and they even tell you the end of the movie they say they ended yep. up dead so like and I'm sure that's what happens. Again, I'm sure that's yeah, what happens. Yeah, that's in the, play, the opening
2: right? text of the of the play. Like you know how the play is going to end five minutes into the start of the first act. Yeah.
1: And if if you think about Baz Luhrmann, like he does the exact same thing in Moulin Rouge, right? It starts mm-hmm. yep. with a shot exactly. of a curtain and an orchestra, and to like to emphasize how theatrical it is. And then the first line is "The woman I loved is dead."
3: Yep. Mm-hmm. And
1: so you know, not a spoiler.
2: And the um, same there thing with the so- Elvis movie that he just did. Oh, really? Like there's a lot of similarity in the style and way he tells the Elvis story in Elvis to this movie and Mulan Reach, for sure. Yeah. He yeah. has a style and he definitely has style. You're either in or out <laughs> on Dazzlerman, like yeah. as a filmmaker. And you you know instantly whether you're
0: gonna go for this wild ride or not. For sure. Um, yeah, I, I've seen Moulin Rouge way more times than I've seen Romeo and Juliet. Mm-hmm. And I did not realize how many similarities there are just where the story and just again, like I think Ewan McGregor and Nicole Kidman in, um it is Nicole Kidman, right? Yep. yep. As much as I've seen this. Okay. I said yeah. that and then I was like, CT, myself. Yeah. yes. Uh, like, again, you have these two characters that instantly fall in love in Moulin Rouge. And again, you can feel the chemistry between mm-hmm. the two of them and you fall in, like you fall in love with them together just like I did watching this movie where I'm just like I I love seeing Claire Danes and Leonardo DiCaprio like in these specifically in these roles together.
2: Yeah, yeah. it's interesting we we were talking it while we're on the chemistry between Leo and Claire Danes. So Claire Danes was not initially cast in this mm. film as Juliet. Um Natalie Portman was and in fact oh, speaking they of filmed, well they filmed several scenes between Leo and Natalie Portman and it just wasn't working because she looked so much younger than Leonardo DiCaprio, even though Leo looked really young in this. Um, she was only 14 and he was 19. So even then, their their age difference, she just didn't look old enough. And Leo was actually kind of uncomfortable with it while it was being filmed as well and that uncomfortableness came across in his performance so he recommended claire danes when they decided to go in a different direction
0: mm. i did not know that mm-hmm. um, who else were they considering for the romeo role or was there always Leonardo it was character? always going to be leo like, there's
1: yeah. like if they're, if they're on one of the special features on the dvd there's like test footage that they shot to pitch the concept of modernized shakespeare
3: mm-hmm.
1: uh, with leo in australia so it was mm-hmm. always going to be him i think yeah mm-hmm. and you know i mean very good casting. I also vividly remember the first time I saw this movie in theater. Mm. Went with my sister and we saw it at a movie theater downtown. And then we also immediately went to try and buy the soundtrack and uh, was very disappointed to find that Exit Music for a film by Radiohead was not on oh, the soundtrack. Yeah, that... Neither is When Doves Cry, and it
2: ticks me that's off, but that that's typical
0: Prince. That's typical prints where Well, know. but that was a I mean that was a cover. Um true. Yeah, and it was like a gospel-y cover, and I really liked. I I did yeah. not remember that from this movie at all, and I really like that in the that when that shows up. I think I like that, like sometimes the music can be a little distracting in this, um, mm-hmm. but I think the the Prince song and then both Radiohead songs fit really really well. Mm-hmm. Um,
1: I I always watch the end credits of this movie because I do I love yes. that Radiohead song, and then when he sings uh, "Now We Are One" in everlasting peace, I'm mm-hmm. like, oh, I <laughs> started yeah. crying like it's. Yeah, that's, it's such a great song. Every Radiohead mm. album has at least one song that makes you cry,
0: mm-hmm. I
1: think. And Radiohead, is
0: yeah. one of those bands that whenever I listen to Radiohead, I love it, and I just don't listen to Radiohead very often.
1: I used to listen to them a lot, and I've, like, no, you know, the last 15, 20 years, I don't think that they've done much that mm-hmm. I've enjoyed, or much, yeah. really.
0: I did have Radiohead. Just the word Radiohead written down in my notes as maybe one a potential one last thing for me because uh, oh. we didn't get to it. <laughs> Definitely have to talk about it. Um, all right. Uh, so, you know, I don't want to go in order through the scenes, but I did also just note that, like, that opening shootout at the gas station, which mm. um, always reminds me of another movie that may or may not come up <laughs> later. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah a, less, a less sad movie. Um, oh, God. It. But it also reminded me a lot of like a like the way it's shot in the score yeah. during that is like a western. It's like the good, bad and the ugly. Uh, mm-hmm. spoiler for yeah. my list coming up. So um and so I was expecting to see more western stuff. And I feel like that was the only scene in this movie that really feels like a western.
1: Yeah. yeah. I think that's fair.
0: Yeah. Well, we do get like the desert setting out where Romeo yeah. is like when he's in the trailer, but that reminds me more of like Seven. Um like the Yeah,
1: that's scene of seven. it is kinda like Seven. Oh yeah. It it is. Is. It. Yeah.
0: And he gets the he gets the delivery. I mean, seven could be a very good. Whoa!
1: Oh my god.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
0: I, I know, you're like, right.
1: <laughs> yeah,
0: like this <laughs> movie. Yeah, and it's like a it's like a uh, a, a deadly delivery as well. Uh, okay, guys, podcast right? is canceled. Do yeah.
1: seven is well, next week. Well, <laughs> yeah, see you next week <laughs> for seven. <laughs>
2: <laughs> While we're on the uh, so Romeo, yeah, th- that's the crucial thing that probably I feel like was the hardest for them to figure out but maybe the easiest to adapt from the Shakespeare is the entire end of this film and the Shakespeare play hinges on this crazy plot from Friar Lawrence to have Juliet fake her death after Romeo has been banished. And (laughs) at the same time, huh? Banished shed. Banished shed. shed. (laughs) I'm sorry. (laughs) Banished shed. He's been, he's been banned to the shed.
3: Yes. There you go. Um,
2: And then, then get a note to romeo saying hey you you know come to the cell at this time so that you can run away but the movie doesn't it's in such a ridiculous over-the-top way where it's now like laid at the feet of a poor postal worker that (laughs) romeo misses the message and so I was, I was messaging you guys last night that I had this really funny joke that I couldn't get over <laughs> during this film, um, when I when this scene came up, and it was, so the the actor who plays Squire Marks is really fantastic. His name is Pete Postlewaite. He's uh, that he's guy. One of those, yeah, of he's things. one of those
0: guys you see in a million movies. Um, Love that guy. So
2: so I was so I this popped into my head. I couldn't stop laughing about it. More like Pete postal wait by the damn mailbox Rubio. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I just yes. don't know why he didn't send it no signature required. All this I know,
2: dude. Like... What
1: are we doing here?
2: As someone yeah. who works in supply chain, come on.
0: <laughs> yeah. It hurts Pete, me. more like Pete post office would have been better. Um, the guy
2: even came back. Yeah, he came and back. And they just drove
0: away while the poor mail guy was like, "Hey, I've got your K. Okay, I've got your." Yeah, that, I mean that that is why post haste delivery Never exactly. survived against UPS. Um <laughs> so how does it how does it happen in the actual play? How does Romeo get the um like how does this well, mis- misunderstanding the, happen in the play?
1: I think the big difference in the play is that um uh Romeo is very much already dead when Juliet comes to. Mm-hmm. So they don't there isn't that moment of like, oh my god, I've accidentally like that crazy suicide. timing
0: Yeah, where I yeah. I touched you and maybe caused you to finish drinking it. Um, yeah. no. by surprising you.
1: No, and I think, I don't, I mean, I, this, so you were saying this is your Romeo and Juliet. This is also my Romeo and Juliet. I've watched this movie like way more than I've read the play. I read the play when I was in grade 11, which I think mm. must have been the year before the movie came out. So it was sort of fresh in my mind, I guess. But um, I think she, she must have a speech when she wakes up and finds his body, I guess. But that oh, didn't make it into the movie.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, she but has how does, the whole thing about how did you do this and not save a single drop for me yeah but like, she says in this
1: a, as well she says that but there's more there's
2: a whole yeah. speech behind it yeah mm-hmm. during the oh happy no wait oh happy dagger is something
0: else man. yeah i was looking through the play because i was so i had to pause watching this movie because uh, i needed to watch mm-hmm. better Call saw last night and i <laughs> i was trying like my weird like neuroses i was like all right i want to find an act break and i want to pause this movie at an act break but i wasn't able to quite time it up but i was mm-hmm. looking at like a, a play breakdown on, on some website and i did like see like a couple of the scenes that didn't make it or didn't get as fleshed out in this. Um, just because, yeah. I mean, the play is obviously a lot longer than this movie is. Um, but so how does Romeo not, like, obviously, so is it a delivery service? Is it like a messenger who tries to give him the right. the message? So it's the same way it is
2: in this. Yeah, it's just he just not misses
3: a, it. Yeah,
0: he, yeah, just, he misses just misses them. it. And it's
2: the same with Balthazar coming to him and saying Juliet is dead oh, and then he Balthazar. runs away. And, yeah,
0: because yeah. he's an idiot. It's, all, it's really it's, all about Balthazar's fault. It
1: really almost. is. I yeah. mean, I kind of feel like Friar Lawrence and a nurse should have known better. Yeah, it's yeah. kind of a shitty plan. They were older I mean, and supposedly wiser than these exactly. two teenagers. Mm-hmm. But...
0: Yeah, they're they're really trying to walk a tightrope with this plan here. And yeah. then what was the plan? Like, then she's alive and then they just run off together? And exactly. And, and they could just run away together, yeah. Yeah. It, this is one of those movies where you're watching it, you're watching the tragedy happen and you just, like, you know what's going to happen and you just wish that it was like, no, no, no just, yeah. like, Change something. Like there's there's movies like yeah. that where you know what's happening. And you're just like no, but like this time maybe like don't. Uh, I think there's a Save by the Bell where Screech always says like he watches Godzilla or something like hoping that they like kill the monster before it kills all the people. So there <laughs>
3: and
0: there's there's a Save by the Bell where he references how he watches these movies and he always hope, hopes that the good people live and they don't.
1: Well, that's the that's sort of the plot of the Radiohead song, right? This the right. song is what would have happened if Romeo and Juliet just ran away. Oh really. Yeah, the
0: TV, the TV endings or, or movie endings song, that one.
1: Yeah, exit, it's called exit music for a film, but exit
0: music for a film. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
1: and it's uh, you know pack and get dressed before your father hears us, and then at the end they 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 say we hope that you choke because they're like screw you guys we're leaving. Mm. Mm.
0: Choke on your thumb. Um,
1: so which, um
2: to backtrack <laughs> a little bit um. <laughs> So yeah, I mean, I hope everybody that's listening is familiar with Romeo and Juliet. But we have, you know, these two warring factions, the Capulets and the Montagues, who have been tearing up the streets. Thrice have disturbed our peace, and basically Romeo gets invited to a ball at the Capulets. Well, no, friend. he doesn't
1: get. In, well, okay, yeah, okay. Well, he, he sort sneaks of sneaks in. in.
2: With, yeah. with, with, with where he He crashes the party. He crashes the party, and that's where he meets Juliet and falls in love. Um, Do you guys have—so in the opening scene, we get to meet the Montague boys and the Capulet boys. I, I have two different feelings on the Capulets versus the Montagues as they're portrayed in this film. I really like the Capulet boys gang over the actors that are portraying the Montague boys, but I appreciate the performances of the Montague parents. More than the Capulet parents.
0: Oh, really? So I'm sort of split between the two. Where I like you like the so the Montague parents. You like that's better? It. That's Brian Dennehy and uh, yeah. Christina Pickles. Yeah.
2: They yes. hardly
1: get any screen time, though. I know they
2: hardly, and maybe that's why. Is because I just don't. I love Paul Servino, but I freaking hate his performance in this. Oh, really? One. Uh, it it just was irking me to no end. It was making me so uncomfortable, and maybe that's the point. But between the accent and the Just overdoing it with the hamminess and then the abusiveness, it was just like a step beyond, I think, what this movie was doing to that point. Like, it seemed like he was in a different movie
0: than everybody else. I didn't really notice it with him, Mm -hmm. Um, but I do think it's funny that um, the actress who plays his wife Mm -hmm. is Diane Verona, or, oh, Venora, never mind. Venora, it's close, though, it's close. Close to Verona, yeah, yeah
1: she's um, i just i always think she looks exactly like jessica lang yeah um, I see
0: that. with she, like the hair pulled back in the like yeah, the, the stocking or whatever yeah
1: yeah and i think she she really goes with the baz lerman style like at the beginning yeah. there she's very she's very fun in that role i think i don't know i like i like paul sorino's performance he is over the top but i think it's good like i think i find him believable in this role
3: Fair the thing
0: way. with Paul Sorvino is I feel like he always kind of blends in for me into like he just kind of like I don't notice him in these roles. Right. I mean, and, and that's not a bad thing. I just think he's like a good character actor. And then I just he's a like,
1: very he's yeah, I mean, he's an excellent yeah. actor. Yeah.
0: Um Whereas Brian Dennehy, who plays Ted Montague, I'm just like, I feel like he should be telling Tommy to go sell some brake pads.
2: Exactly. The yeah. this movie. It's the beginning and the end. And that's it. But I mean, he's 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 underplayed, which I like about it. Like he's. He's much more serene and calm, which is wild considering the raging war between these two clans. Like, you have to have the one, you know, the one who's more peaceful and the one who's crazier.
1: Well, the, it
2: does
0: yeah. feel like the parents don't hate each other like the kids do. It mm. just
1: seems like it, like the families are very different. Like, I, I right. guess, I think my sense with, well, I, th- I was thinking about it while watching it this time, with Capulet having the accent and everything, the the Capulets are very, like, old world yeah. And they're like they're serious. Like Tybalt is a serious dude. And the Montagues are like goofy and ridiculous and they're yeah, kind of yeah. idiots. But yep. like and then I was also thinking about Juliet. Like she we never see her outside the house or the church. Mm-hmm. She never she doesn't seem to have any friends other than that. Mm-hmm. She's got a very like sheltered like her best friend is
2: her freaking nursemaid. Yeah.
1: yeah. I mean Whereas Romeo's out hanging out with his buddies all the time. Yeah. And like, I just, I got the sense that that household, like it's a very, um, probably not a very fun Steve. house to live in. And yeah, very I mean, strict. Yeah, yeah,
2: I mean, there's a very obvious movie connection that we could make to this where the lines are much more clearly drawn about why these two factions are on different sides. And I think that Baz Luhrmann tries to play into the racial side of it as well, like the movie I'm thinking mm. of does. Yeah. But it's not as, um... I mean, the movie's going to be on everybody's list, so you can, just, as you can just open... You can openly it's not as the overt movies. as West Side say Story. Say West
3: Side Story. Just yeah. say West Side yeah. Story.
2: We know, know Story. you're talking about West Side yes, Story. Yes, it's West Side Story. Yeah. But, I mean, the I mean, the parallels are all there.
1: Between. are they both supposed
2: to be italian families in this i guess no, so
1: right well no, no i thought to see that was the other thing because I, I think the nurse the julieta that's fair is yeah. more spanish exactly the
2: they're spanish yeah. speaking they're lat- latinx
0: yeah. is what i
1: and john yeah. Leguizano, although yeah, john- Leguizamo, yeah. excuse me although paul sorvino is obviously italian so he's obviously yeah. not and maybe that's and why capulet is
0: me. like a capulet yeah. is a is like an italian name as is mommy
1: like, yeah i mean yeah. in their in the source material everybody's italian of course right mm-hmm. okay.
0: Yeah. Um, well, speaking of like the the members of the different gangs, uh, I mean, obviously uh, Megan, you're a Lost fan, right? Are you a Lost um, fan? yes.
1: Okay, I didn't <laughs> want to lump <laughs> you
0: in before I knew for sure. Uh, Sahara Paranal, uh yeah. in one of his first roles uh, a year before he ends yeah. up being in Oz, which is a great a great show. I've never watched Oz. He's so, fantastic on Oz. Yeah, it's a very dramatic show taking place in a um, in a jail prison. Um, but he plays Mercutio, and he is just like. Every scene, he's just owning it, and even scenes yep. of Leonardo DiCaprio, I feel like he is—he is the guy. He is dominating these scenes with just like how loud and like like into this role he gets as Mercutio. Maybe that's the way Mercutio is portrayed in all of the in all of the performances of this, but I I loved him in this. He's just so much fun.
2: Yeah, I mean Mercutio, I think for a lot of people comes away even in the Shakespeare play as being people's favorite character. Like, it's sad and tragic when he dies because you really love him. Like, he's charismatic and charming and has, like, a air of confidence about him as a character. And Harold Perrineau just owns all of that in mm-hmm. every scene he's in. I mean, the Queen Mab speech when he is taking the hit of ecstasy and then, like, starts to freak out, like, and give the Queen Mab speech, which is one of the most famous speeches in soliloquies in all of Shakespeare is just fantastic. Like I freaking love that scene, especially with the way the thunder and lightning comes in at the end. And it's just it's so well crafted. It's so well staged. And then my second favorite movie or my second favorite scene in the movie with is also with him at the end of act what I would have called the act break, where I would have told you to take a break last night at the 108 minute is mercutio's death but that's at actually and i
0: looked and that is actually the start of i think act four when i looked right. at this breakdown it's not it's the beginning of an act not the end of an
3: act is that yeah and it's
2: so, it's i out? mean it's 50 it's 108 minutes into the film or six an hour and eight minutes no, yeah. Hour and yeah 68 minutes. minutes into the film uh, so it's right at the halfway point
0: megan do you agree with the uh what we're saying about Harold perron
1: yeah i think he's really good and i uh, mercutio is a fun character and he's you know he has mm-hmm. all the dialogue of like um, you can see why Tibble gets pissed at him cause he's yep. totally not taking it, not taking him seriously. And then, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, I think it's a good, I think, I think it's a weird take on the Queen Mab speech. Mm. Um, and I think they really lean into the gay subtext with Mercutio as well. Oh, For sure. I mean, he's a drag queen um, performing yeah, at a party. Yes, you know? yes. Mean, yes,
0: absolutely.
1: Um, but yeah, he's really, really good. And this, like when I think of Peril Perino, this is what I think of, mm. um, Not Lost, but I mean, like when I saw him on Lost, I was like, oh, it's Mercutio. And uh, Mm -hmm. yeah, I still think of um, still think of this first.
0: (laughs) Okay, yeah, I think I think of him in Lost first now. But when he was first on Lost, I think I thought of him in this and then Oz. But yeah, it's hard hard for me to quite.
2: Yeah, and I think he I think he's got a really good balance of chemistry in his couple of scenes that he shares with um, John Leguizamo as Timbal. Mm-hmm. Like yeah, because yeah. John Leguizamo is such a talented and underrated actor. Like I I mean I I really love him in this film, and I yeah, think he's great. I think those two really steal every scene they're in. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah, they. Um... Um, they understood the assignment from that. <laughs> well, and they—they're they're really understood. having
0: like a—they're having a duel of words between the two of yeah. them, in addition to their duel of of swords slash daggers. Exactly. Um,
1: yeah. yeah.
0: No. I, I. That scene between them, that showdown between them, um, leading to Romeo chasing uh, Tybalt, mm-hmm. you know, in the car, and then shooting him in the in the fountain. Like all, that whole like ten minute stretch is just so intense and mm-hmm. again like if you like the style that this movie is done in i think like that is that's just like the really really high tension stuff
1: i think i also want to mention like leguizamo in the death scene he's so good when Romeo's is holding the gun He's either thou or i or both must yeah. follow him and the look on leguizamo's face is like, like what the fuck he's don't like, understand. like oh my what god happening? <laughs> yeah. what's happening like yeah. What yeah. can
0: of worms that I open? Yeah. yeah, and then right before then, like Mercutio, like when he gets stabbed, like he chews that scenery. So you yeah, know, mm. it's like I saw like ninety seconds before he
1: reveals. Yes, yeah. I, I, re- I love that. I hope that if I'm ever mortally wounded, I have the presence of mind to say, "Ask for me tomorrow, and you shall find me a grave man." Because one of my
2: favorite <laughs> lines <laughs> in all of Shakespeare, <laughs> one of my favorite lines. It's fantastic because it great... it's such a wonderful yeah. play of words. Yeah.
0: <laughs> um. Right, well, speaking of actors who are in this movie, um, should we talk about Dave Paris, the astronaut himself? <laughs>
1: our, our friend Paul Rudd. Our friend our Paul Rudd is done. dancing.
0: He's oh, I wrote down Dave Paris' stupid dancing yes. in this. And, uh,
2: and the, astronaut, dressed, the astronaut, an astronaut costume. Yeah. The oh astronaut costume is just...
0: Fantastic.
1: And what does he says when he comes to try and see Juliet later? And he says like these times of woe are no time to woo or whatever. Like he's really funny. It's a very good Paul Paul Rudd performance. Not a big role, but. It is is a comic relief character, and he's, like, very well suited to it, I think. When I was in high school, I don't know, did they make you memorize passages from Shakespeare in high school? Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, okay, because one of the ones I did when I was in grade 11 was the scene between Capulet and Paris, where Mm -hmm. uh, he's saying, uh, younger than she are happy mothers made. Too soon marred are those so early made. I don't know why I chose that scene. I think it just had the right number of lines, but anyway... (laughs) Whenever I watch that scene, I think back to myself reciting the lines to my teacher.
3: But
1: yeah, I love Paul Paul Rudd Rudd is great as yeah. I think I was probably just as good as Paul Rudd, yeah.
0: There you go. (laughs) And I know it gets talked about a lot, but like Paul Rudd does not age. Look at Paul Rudd in this movie compared to him in like any of the Ant-Man movies, and he looks almost the same. It is crazy. It is almost 30 years old. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So
1: it's strange.
0: Yeah, it's it's wild. Um yeah, and I was thinking too. I was like, is there any like I was thinking about the different costumes that everybody wears in the costume, right? That he's wearing an astronaut costume, mm-hmm. and Juliet is wearing angel wings. So both wearing yep. things that can help you fly, um, that you would fly in. Um, mm-hmm. And Romeo very much ground based, where he's a he's a knight, and almost I'm sure intentionally so, wearing what the what the stage performance version of Romeo will be wearing that armor. Mm-hmm. It does look like Shakespearean, like a Shakespearean costume. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. Was there any significance either you picked up on any of the other costumes like the yeah,
1: I the, mean just the Patra. literal
0: metaphor of him being a knight in
2: shining armor who's yeah. gonna rescue oh. her from her oh. awful
1: existence? That's true. And i you know.
2: Yeah,
1: yeah tipple has devil horns on. Mm. And uh is there any is Benvolio's dressed as a monk, right? Which is mm-hmm. kind of Yeah.
3: Oh yeah.
1: I mean, he's the kind of the one who's trying to stop them from fighting all the time. Right. Mm-hmm. Um
0: and lots that's... of religious imagery in this movie, as it is. A anyways. lot. <laughs>
1: yeah. Yes, but that's, but I think, like, yeah, all the Jesus statue and all that is very intentionally done because all the language that, well, a lot of the language, the Romeo and Juliet, when they talk about their love, is how, they, you know, they use religious imagery, and so their love is very sacred. But then I think the the all those cheap Jesus statues or whatever, it's so, like, tawdry and cheap that it really contrasts, mm. like, the actual... You know the beauty. That's what I like about Baz Luhrmann's style is that he. It is like it's so over the top and like almost ugly. But Mm -hmm. then when the lovers are together, it's beautiful. Like the pool, the blue, the light, the little twinkly lights. It's it's quiet when they're
0: under the sheets and they're in. that they're surrounded by white under the sheets. I love and they just cut back and forth between the two of them as well. Yeah,
1: and it's they. You know, and that that also is in the language of the play, like the contrast between you know the hot bright sun outside and then
3: mm-hmm.
1: Romeo and Juliet kind of refer to each other as a light in the darkness kind of. Mm-hmm. So I think, yeah, it's obviously yep. very intentional. Um,
3: yeah. yeah. There's
0: a shot speaking of the pool that it holds on it for a second and it's it's a wide shot and you have Juliet on one side and Romeo on the other mm-hmm. with the pool in between them. And yeah. I like immediately noticed that. And I wrote that down. It
2: was, it was yeah, just, we like, didn't even talk about, uh, we didn't even talk about the fish tank. Miku, which yeah. Is oh. just, like, probably uh, the most iconic image from this movie. Yeah. yeah, would you say like that's yeah. sort of the the it's image the first
0: gif if you look up Romeo yeah, and Juliet yes, too. It's, yeah. it's
2: like the meat cute and it's, it's mm-hmm. it makes a lot like I really like that it's it's really well it's
1: it's, it's very pretty and I it's love cute. when they're in the elevator mm it's so beautiful. The music that plays in the background is so lovely. And I've, there's like a bonus feature on the DVD where they talk about how they filmed that scene in the elevator. Because mm. that elevator really was a really small space. So they couldn't fit the camera in. So it, they had panels that they were lifting up. And the camera was I mean, going around. And they'd lift each panel as it went. And oh wow. uh, they, yeah. So he just talks about like how focused the actors had to be to ignore all that going around them. But yeah. that's I think that's a really lovely scene. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, I, I love the way that they're like dodging the, the families and the, yeah. the elevator doors are yeah. closing and um it just adds like a, a lot of urgency and tension. Mm-hmm. So, um what, like what's is the does the fish tank tie back to the source material or is that just kind of a, a stylistic design? A,
2: uh, not that
1: I remember <laughs> I
0: mean it's definitely stylistic. I mean they
3: you
2: know yeah. I think how that do they the, how do they meet in the play? I mean they still meet in a party. Anyway. but yeah. Okay. I mean, it's obviously not staged like it is in a movie, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But the, it's
1: still a costume um, party. And, yeah. yeah. Going back to the elevator, I think that, mm-hmm. you know, that spinning is like the sort of like head spinning feeling of this, these intense emotions that they're feeling, mm-hmm. like this love. Mm-hmm. That, yeah. I, th- I just, I really, really like that. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Um, I was thinking when I was watching that, I was like, who is uh who puts a fish tank in a bathroom like not very much privacy <laughs> right. right between the two well different
1: rooms. i think it's dividing but like there's like a an antechamber outside the ladies right. room and the men's room and that's like what wash, the fish like tank a,
0: is between
2: a, where you wash your, like a like, wash a, a, your like a
1: like a sitting room you know you ever go in a fancy bathroom that has a sitting room very yeah.
0: rarely because yeah.
2: there's a department store
1: here you. that has that
0: yeah. oh really yeah and
1: i, I like... think it's more common nice. in the women's
0: room <laughs> than the men's room
1: i think <laughs> probably because women have more stuff to do
3: yeah <laughs>
0: Um mm-hmm. uh, right, well, let's uh why don't we move to the final scene? So we get this, you know, that epic scene of them with the candles surrounding them. we Rob- yep. yeah. finds Juliet he walks in past all of the crosses. Um, you know, the church that was decorated for a wedding, which then became a funeral. Um, mm-hmm. like just very like you know, talk about like kind of blowing you away with emotions, just like between the music and all of the candles and the the decorations. I just I thought that just made it feel like such an epic um, you know, final scene of this movie.
2: Never was there a tale of more woe than that of Juliet and her
0: Romeo. Yeah, and that's
2: it's true.
3: The
0: truth, Yeah. Um, was <laughs> there anything else that you guys noticed that were decisions that were made in this or uh, things that you really liked or didn't like of that final scene? I, final I scene? Did... Not, not necessarily. I mean, I mean it's the image... not the final, like, main scene besides the, mm-hmm. before yeah. the
1: epilogue. I do like the image of him walking down the church. Um, mm-hmm. What do you call it? Down the aisle with yeah. the crosses, the neon crosses and... Mm-hmm. Um, it's very, and that shot of them from overhead after they both die is really beautiful too. Yeah. They're, that is a lot of candles.
0: Um, <laughs> Take a long time to light all of that. You, yeah, yeah, I was right? thinking, about, I was
1: like, they must have had to film this like fairly quickly or else the candles would go out eventually. Oh, like. Very well yeah. staged. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
0: Um, could have just put a note on her. Just said, she's not really dead.
1: <laughs> yeah, right?
2: Maybe <laughs> if, Lawrence, there, if there was a post it.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah. A post-it. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There you go. Yeah, save <laughs> <clearly> <laughs> my post yes. <laughs> But Friar Lawrence did not know the formula for glue.
0: There, true. He did not. Only for poison. that. Uh, so what's the plan of the apothecary? So we have Friar Lawrence. He gets the... I mean, I, I know the apothecary gives... Well,
1: Romeo. you know that's Wait, a good sorry. point because if Romeo had just gone to see Friar Lawrence, then this he, whole thing—no, no, that's
0: what
2: happened exactly. But I
1: mean, I think the thing is that it's the underground guy, right? Like Romeo trying to stay off the radar because they're trying—like that cool mm-hmm. like shootout where it's like crazy, where he, when he's running the church and suddenly there's like a yeah. helicopter and they're like, oh my god, yeah. that's. Uh, yeah. Did you guys ever watch the fake trailer for Titanic two? Yeah. No. I, I, because because the titanic 2 trailer makes great use of uh scenes from other leo movies and they right. really do you know they bring in the shootout from <laughs> juliet um i will post that link again on twitter because yeah, i think everyone should watch it titanic 2 electric blue <laughs> yeah. no it's called to the surface to the surface okay <laughs> nice. um
0: not cruise control wonderful no oh. um yeah the apothecary like i that role kind of is is weird because he like runs the pool hall as well. Yeah. And he's played by M M She's Walsh, who's another one of those like that guy character actors yeah, you've seen on many things. Uh, I don't know. I don't know if he really works for me in this, but it's
1: a small role. What about did you notice Jamie Kennedy as one of the Yes, Montague's? oh yes. Yeah. yeah and uh-huh. he's the
2: person that I was talking about when I said I can't stand the Montague boys. Okay. He stands out for me the most as like, Why are you even in this film? Yeah,
1: nineteen ninety six, big year for Jamie Kennedy.
0: Not yeah. selling it at all. Like
2: a, it confuse, wasn't wasn't
1: working
0: for me. I always confused Jamie Kennedy and the guy who plays Scott Evil. Um, Seth, Green. Seth Green. Seth Green. Yeah, yeah. I think like they're the same person. I don't well know if and really
1: then, and together. well, I guess what's how do you pronounce his name? Dash Me Myhok. I have no idea how you pronounce his name. But there's another. They're all like Hollywood redheaded men.
3: Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, there are a couple of uh,
2: people that kind of look like Jamie Kennedy that came out over all, all, all came to prominence in the mid to late 90s. Yeah,
0: Dash Myhawk and Dash Mehawk do not bring up any. and I'm probably spelling it wrong, but I've never it's, heard of it's this guy. M- it's
1: M-I-H. OK, well, he used uh, to be he had he was in a relationship with Alanis Morissette, my uh, my hometown girl for a long time. And uh, I oh, like
0: him this is Dash My
1: Okay. Yeah,
3: yeah. yeah. He was in He's movie. Benvolio. Yeah. Yeah,
1: yeah. Yeah. He plays Benvolio. I I quite like him as an actor. I don't I don't know if you see him very much anymore, but he was on The Good Wife for a while, I want to say. Mm-hmm. Or at least a few episodes. But um I I like him a lot as Benvolio. I think he has like a very good natured air and like it works well with that character. Mm-hmm.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, he reminds me of somebody else, like maybe like a young Biff Tannen um from yeah back to the future like he's kind of got that same like kind of stocky tall crew cut hair build so um all right well is there anything else that we want to make sure that we touch on on this i have a couple other questions but i think that stuff will get captured by the mm. listener feedback
2: no i mean just that just that i you know i i really enjoyed this rewatch um you know and i'm, I'm excited to find out uh what we're going to be doing next because there's so many things to connect with. Are, uh,
3: before yeah,
0: i yeah. saw it and before we started talking I, I didn't have that many things written down but then as we've been talking i've written things down i've thought of different connections um i will just to to tease hbl max after you watch the movie it gives you like here's some things that you might like if you liked romeo and juliet okay. and so i just like <laughs> scrolled through those and the very last one made me laugh so hard that i had to write it down. i I've so. started
2: doing that with letterboxd actually yeah, where i'll do I'm that occasionally running,
0: yeah <laughs> But the problem is that if we all do that, then we're all going to come with the same list of movies.
3: True, so, true, true. Yeah. Um, all right.
0: Yeah. It, uh, all right. Well, it turns out, according to Letterboxd, if you like this movie, you'll also like Romeo and Juliet or Romeo and Juliet or Hamlet or Hamlet or Shakespeare in Love.
1: So, what about Moulin Rouge? To me, they're an obvious double feature. I, I do like, think mm-hmm. that
0: it's a good pairing. Yeah, it's, I, it's not on the Letterbox list
1: i had this i have this thing where it, i have like an almost pavlovian response where after i watch romeo and juliet i'm like i better get a moulin rouge dvd next and then after i watch moulin rouge i always want to watch velvet Goldmine because you go. it has ewan mcgregor singing mm. um so how I end up are watching you on, on the uh, how
0: are you on the other Baz Luhrmann movies
1: oh uh, well, i love moulin rouge um mm-hmm. i've seen strictly ballroom but it was a long time ago i should watch it again but i think it's, it's a hard rouge, to find yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And then I saw Australia. I thought it was okay. Uh, and I oh, I actually, yeah, I really like The Great Gatsby. I'm like, I am the person who really likes The Great Gatsby. So. Yeah. You're the one. Yeah, it's The Great like, Gatsby is me. his
0: number one movie on Letterboxd. His, That's by, well, by, by it's
1: like, really, I would have thought Moulin Rouge. But um, yeah, I don't know. I, I think that that adaptation works well for the same reasons that this one does. Like, I think his style mm-hmm. is really, like... Because part of the point of Fitzgerald novel is how gross um, society (laughs) is. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, again, the two lovers have a very, like, you know, peaceful. Yeah. Anyway, I like that movie a lot. Mm -hmm. Um, Speaking
0: of things that I was supposed to read in high school and did not. um, Right. You. There's a a lot of those.
1: I actually read that. that. I, re- I think I read it in high school and then I read it again right before the movie came out and was like wow this is really good and I, I read it and then I read it again immediately mm. I think there was somebody I think in one of the RHAP Facebook groups somebody asked this week like if somebody asked you for the great American novel what, you would, what would you say and the first comment was Greg Gatsby and I thought well there the thread is done now
0: oh. <laughs> that's over I don't know if I would have a good answer to that I'm not well read enough to have an answer to that question
1: I had a, somebody tried to tell me once that it's Moby Dick and I'm I was sure like
0: Tom Sawyer maybe you could argue.
1: Or how come? a fan. Mice and Men,
0: maybe. Mm. Or what's the mm. other one? Grapes of Wrath.
3: Oh. Grapes
1: of Wrath. But I think I think Gatsby. Red badge of courage. You could make an argument for maybe. I just no. was surprised at the, when this guy told me Moby Dick, because I was like, mm. Yeah, I no. no. Dick? And
3: it's really
0: yeah, ne- <gasps> I haven't read that one. No. Yeah.
2: yeah. Um, I'm actually gonna go with Stephen King's
0: it. I was thinking about like, is there Stephen King like a uh, yeah, (laughs)
2: like
0: The Shining maybe? The Stand, yeah, (laughs) yeah. Yeah, The Stand actually is a better answer than it. The yeah, I don't know if that's like a great American.
1: Fantastic. A kind
0: novel. of like just like a.
1: That's a great novel. world novel. Yeah.
0: It's a great world novel. All right. Well, speaking of world novels, let's see what kind of world novels we got in from the listeners this week. Um, and uh, this should be interesting. All right. So we start yeah. with <laughs> we start with Olin. We're starting with Olin oh. this week. He's getting first placement. Uh, no Jeff. Megan's not. Megan's on the podcast, so Olin gets the number one spot this week. Mm-hmm. And uh, Olin says of the several Shakespeare plays I've read. Romeo and Juliet was by far my least favorite. My main problem is I just don't care about the titular characters. There's a lot that intrigues, fascinates, and excites me about the outer universe, the feuding families, their internal family machinations, the friends, but Romeo and Juliet with their immature brief infatuation just doesn't interest me. Not a romantic, that Olin. Uh, Olin says, as a film adaptation, it was nicely structured, did hit and miss a bit for me, but I liked keeping the language while showcasing it in a modern setting. Some of the editing flourishes, particularly in the early gas station scene, really annoyed me. Olin gives it a 2.5.
1: Well, he's not a Lerman fan, I guess.
0: They're,
2: they're supposed to be immature because they're freaking teenagers. Yeah. I mean, they're they're 14 years old in the play, I was
1: I was thinking know, about... So like, yeah. yeah. This last night when I was watching the movie and at mm-hmm. the end when uh, when Romeo about to kill himself and he has he's saying about his world weary flesh and I was oh like you're sixteen exactly that's 16.
2: exactly how I wrote poetry 20, when I years, was in like,
1: <laughs> high school like <laughs> right you know right
0: when listening I, to this emo music and, exactly uh, like he said
2: yeah, if you, if you he, had seen. If you had seen my freaking poetry book in college, it would have been a lot like what Romeo wrote oh, in this man. freaking movie.
1: And <laughs> he's crying and Friar Lawrence is He's like, there is no world without Verona. I'm like, dude, exactly. but it's, it's a, I, I don't know. Go to college, live your life. It's it's. it's <laughs> I, I feel like, yeah, it's interesting because, uh, I don't know, Shakespeare somehow wrote these teenagers really well. And I think Hamlet is mm. also a very teenager play in some ways.
3: Absolutely.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, all right. Well, I don't think I've uh, ever actually seen the full. I was gonna say I don't think I've ever seen the full Hamlet. I've only seen oh, kind of remakes 100%. of Hamlet, you know, like Lion King and others. So, all right. Go ahead, Brendan. Sorry. All
2: right. Uh, Kyle King writes in and says, "I really did not like this movie much at all. I did appreciate the jump cuts and the camera work, which reminded me a lot of an Edgar Wright movie, and that was its lone saving grace. One star from Kyle King. Yeah. Um, Ouch.
0: Kyle Kyle, message.
3: this one didn't work
0: said, for you, buddy. He said he was looking forward to this podcast because oof. And I, uh, I knew Megan liked it. I knew I liked it. I assumed Brendan liked it. because yeah. like, uh, I didn't want to tell him, but I was going to be like, ah, oh, Kyle, you, not gonna, you might not be, yeah. you might not be too happy with us talking about this
1: movie. Well, maybe we brought him around. Maybe now and he's sure. like, no, what, I mean, it was a good movie.
0: I do think like, I, like this movie is so polarizing, right? Like, if you don't yeah. like the style more than like the play, because I think yeah. like the play is like such a, um you know such an iconic story right but if you don't if if right away you're like what the hell are they doing especially in that opening scene which olin commented on that he didn't like that like i just think he was just kind of like if you don't like the loud music and the cuts and the weird style and the way that they like force modernize some of these things um even though a lot of them work like if -hmm. you're not in the mood you're not going to be in the mood for this movie so
1: that's Uh, sort of that's like that could be like if baz lerman's business card should say that you know you're in mm-hmm. or you're out. Like, yeah. that's him. In yeah, terms, exactly. I think.
2: And I think the same thing with Shakespeare in general. Either you're in yeah. on Shakespeare or you're out. If you're not in for the dialogue and the over-emotional characters who sometimes make dumb irrational decisions at every turn, um, you're, you're not going to like it. Especially, Especially when an adaptation like this doesn't stray from the language. Of the adaptation, much whatsoever. There are a few little lines thrown in where they aren't part of the actual dialogue of the play, but it's rare. Yeah. Um,
3: yeah.
2: For the most part, like it really is strictly adhering to the dialogue of the play, and I like that. But yes. I can, you know, if you're not in for that, it's
0: going to take you all the way out. I, I do have trouble with the Shakespeare language a lot. Like mm-hmm. in when I saw um, uh, Macbeth. The most recent Macbeth, the one with Denzel Washington. Yeah. I really like the visuals. I like the story. I know Macbeth enough to be able to follow the story, but yeah. I had no idea what they were saying most of the movie. Because um, it's just, it's hard, for, it's like inaccessible for me. The, yeah. the and, and
2: Macbeth is a much denser play in terms of the dialogue as well. Mm-hmm. Like it is much harder to understand some of the things they're saying sometimes. Because it gets so wrapped up in itself where it's a sentence in a sentence in a sentence in a sentence with maybe a meaning at the end and maybe not. Yeah. So and I think
0: that's why this is a good choice. You know, mm-hmm. is this, this is, this is the most popular Chinese. Shakespeare. Yeah. Like is this is Shakespeare's most popular play. Again? Mm, I would say so. Like Probably, just I mean, generally.
1: I, I feel like Hamlet is right up there, too, but. This I mean, I I, so when I was in when I started high school, we read in grade nine, we read Julius Caesar. Mm. And I always was like, why do they not start us with Romeo and Juliet? You know, yeah, when it's we're like, 13, it, it's mm-hmm. it, it's everybody knows the story. It's mm-hmm. about teenagers and like Julius Caesar. I mean, OK, now I care about ancient Rome, but I didn't when I was in grade
3: nine. Exactly. So, yeah.
0: Like, yeah. No, and I do think like that that's why this was a great one to be done in this style, because it is done with, you know, popular music at the time exactly. and done with that that teenager feel. So it lends itself really well to on-ramping a whole bunch of people that were my age, that were in sixth yep. grade or seventh grade when this movie came out, yep. to watch Romeo and Juliet.
2: Because <laughs> what you have to remember up to this point is that before this movie was made, you had 50, 60 years of just traditional. Right. Shakespeare adaptations between Laurence Olivier and Kenneth Branagh. You had yeah. nothing but these old stuffy, right. traditional, stuffy. traditional adaptations of Shakespeare's works. Yep. <laughs> and this was sort of this movie sort of kicked off a movement of modern adaptation of Shakespeare's work, trying to bring them into
0: a new generation.
3: Yeah,
0: and those stuffy. Sorry, Megan. The stuffy Shakespeare uh, <laughs> movies, you know, from the, you know, the 40s to the, you know, well, even now, but they're all like three hours long also. And that's they're not, not much a knock against them. This. I love Olivier and
2: I love the Kenneth Branagh movies, but they're a lot for someone well, who's trying to get into Shakespeare to take on. Yes.
1: I wonder, yeah. I wonder if there's any, um, if the release of Much Ado About Nothing in, mm-hmm. what is it? What year was that? Ninety, ninety-three? Ninety-three. Uh, yes, yeah, it's
0: 93.
1: 93. So I wonder if that had any role in in you know bringing out this idea because that is a much more accessible and Keanu mm-hmm. Reeves is in it, you know, oh, and Oh, it's Denzel. great. It's got a fantastic. It's test. wonder. It's a great movie. And uh, Michael Keaton, Michael yeah. Keaton, Robert Sean Leonard, who yeah. I think, you know, yeah, and I just wonder if 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 that, you know, kind of opened the door for a bit more of a
3: mm-hmm.
1: fun. I mean, that one being a comedy right. is more fun.
0: Mm-hmm. It makes yeah. it
1: easier,
0: yeah, for sure. Yeah. yeah. Um, one other question about the language for the both of you. Uh, did you watch this one with the captions on? No, no. No, oh, I did. Mm. I did I needed, needed help. the, need the captions. <laughs> yeah, and I would love to rewatch the Macbeth from last year with captions on because I think I would mm-hmm. like. I just would. It, I, you know, maybe I should be reading these things because I pick it up a little bit better that way.
1: I have here this book, which is a movie tie-in edition oh. of Romeo and Juliet <laughs> that has. The screenplay at the beginning, and then the actual play at the end. That's why. So wild. I did get this out and it because I thought, I'm going to be talking about this movie, not just sitting mm-hmm. here, you know, reveling in it. So I figured I better have a look at it and see if I could, uh, you know, see some of the changes between the play and stuff. So, yes, I didn't watch the movie with subtitles on, but I did have this book with me,
0: Fair
1: and enough. I opened it occasionally, so... <laughs>
3: <laughs>
0: All right, nice. Uh, wh- who's what does up Stefan have to say, Zach? Is it what me? All right. Say, yeah. uh, I have to go back to the. There we go. All right. Uh, well, so Stefan says I tried. I really oh, no. did. But in a week where I rewatched Clueless and watched Emma, this literary adaptation just wasn't up to par. Or maybe I just prefer Austin to Shakespeare. One star from Stefan.
1: Points because he likes Jane Austen. You guys need to stop resisting Jane Austen.
2: Defon knows what's up. Yeah. Um, Fair yep. enough. All right. Uh, Alex writes in and says, Wow, having not watched this since high school, I had forgotten just how wild it is. The first 25 minutes are super rough to sit through, as most of the actors, especially the Montagues, really can't do Shakespeare convincingly. <laughs>
3: yeah.
2: parano as Mercutio is the lone exception. And once he is on screen, the movie goes from almost unwatchable to almost decent. Claire Danes huh? is fine, mostly went around her nurse, but this might be the worst acting DiCaprio has ever done. And I am including his first role in Critters 3. He is really unconvincing with his lines, especially when acting next to Peak Postal Wave. Anyway, this mostly sucked as a viewing experience. Two out of five. Ouch, Alex, I'm so sorry this didn't work for you. Uh Alex any of you? <laughs> me. Alex teased me on this on This review a little bit last night because he posted about it in the PSR Discord that uh he yeah that he maybe wasn't enjoying this as much as I was hoping, but um, that's a shame because I I can't I mean, I, I understand where he's coming from and agree on the Montague bros, they didn't work for me either, but disagree with him on every other point.
0: Like, who was the, the bald guy? Was he a or Capulet? The one with Montague. the tattoo on the back, yeah, yeah, he was I didn't like him. I don't know. Yeah. I think I'm just judging him, but I don't like him. Um, and I do think, like, DiCaprio's acting is interesting. He calls that out. I thought DiCaprio's acting was, like, really good for, like, an angsty teenager. Exactly. But there were moments where it was, like, not. Pe- like, I don't think this is best, but I definitely don't think this is worst either. I yeah.
1: think, yeah, I was thinking about this because, you know, I love Leo. And, uh, yeah, watching it again with the lens to talking about it, I was thinking, like, you can see him, mm. like, figuring things out like it's 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 a less uh natural performance than yeah. maybe where you're seeing from him now but i mean he was very young at the time and it's sort of one of his first lead mm-hmm. roles you can um, definitely
2: tell which scenes he rehearsed over and over again and which ones he didn't like yeah. you could sort of tell which he took the time to really nail with whoever he was on screen with and which maybe are a little more clumsy
3: yeah.
1: And I think, I mean, I, I don't really know, but I would I would imagine that, you know, some of these supporting actors like Pete Postlethwaite and, and mm-hmm. Miriam Gar- Margolis and uh, Paul Sorvino probably have a lot of, you know, experience. Like Pete P- P- Postlethwaite and, and Miriam Margolis are both British. I'm going to yeah. guess that maybe they were state or no. Sorry, Pete Postlethwaite is Irish, I think. Sorry. Sorry, think Olin.
3: So. uh
1: uh-uh. um, mm-hmm. I, I really apologize um, <laughs> um but yeah i i'm guessing maybe they have theater backgrounds and, and mm-hmm. you know and paul sorino too so and i think diane venora i don't really know much about her but i kind of think she's also a theater actress yeah. um and brian, so,
2: brian Denna. he is also a stage actor he's yeah he was in a ton
0: of stuff so yeah
2: including so tommy
0: Boy. sorry including tommy boy yeah, sorry,
2: but sorry. I, I was thinking more of his performance in Death of a Salesman, but sure. Yeah. All All right. <laughs> Megan, we keep Tommy Boy, Death of a
1: Salesman. No, yeah, I'm just thinking like. Oh, wait, that is very similar. Oh, crap. <laughs> anyway. In a future
0: season of the Movie letter Podcast. Megan, continue your, or, sorry, finish your point point. we won't, I will cut you off, I promise.
1: No, I was just just gonna say that for you know for leo and Claire Danes they're so young and they are like mm-hmm. don't have as much experience and I think it does show but I actually think that that works for the movie mm-hmm. right like because they're both playing very young and Juliet is such a uh innocent and like there's no artifice to her character like she I think she actually says that at one point but that like um yeah she's not she's not being coy with him or anything she's just very much like this is this is me kind of and I think I don't know. I think their acting works for that. Mm-hmm. I think so. The teenness. All
0: right, Zach. Why don't you uh, round us out with Jim round here? Us out with Jim. All right. William Shakespeare's. Oh, what's the full name? William Shakespeare's Romeo <laughs> plus Juliet. Who thought it was a good idea to stick the bard's name on this one? The movie takes oh. big swings, but does not hold together as a coherent whole. Uh, it looks pretty, and there are some seemingly good uh, casting choices, but most of the acting seems out of place. The only performances that I consistently enjoyed were John Leguizamo and Harold per- Uh The jumpy editing makes the film more difficult to follow. 2.5 out of 5 for Jim. So.
1: Well, I think Shakespeare would have liked this adaptation. He might have been really confused by the guns, but... Well, okay, yes, he would have been (laughs) very... Have you ever... So, (laughs) sorry, back to Jane Austen, though, but when Mm -hmm. Emma Thompson won her Oscar for the screenplay for Sense and Sensibility, she gave her speech uh, uh, in the form of a letter from Jane Austen and talked about how confused uh, Jane Austen was by Hollywood. Yeah, Shakespeare would also obviously be like, what the hell is Mm -hmm. even going on right now? But the point is, I mean, his plays, you know, we think of them as being all classy, but they're not. They were low entertainment.
0: Mm-hmm. for sure yeah yeah um i don't i'm surprised i mean I'm, i guess i'm not that surprised our listeners were all pretty low but i mean that that rounds out all the listeners oh jim's uh hero of the movie is a cinematographer so he didn't like the editing but he did uh donald movie. mcalpine yeah yeah mm-hmm. donald mcalpine
2: um yeah so that is a 1.8 average from oh, the listeners which is shockingly low. low um can you guess i don't know if you've scrolled down in the document i saw it Uh, So so that is our worst listener score since Shampoo and Magic Mike uh, two years ago, back in... Oh, my goodness. Both got a 1.5 back in
0: 2020.
2: Well, you know, I'll
1: tell you, I hate Uh, Shampoo, so there you go. Fair enough. You were
0: (laughs) probably one of the people if you had written in back then.
1: Yeah. Um, (laughs) Yeah. Um,
0: All right, well, uh, Megan, why don't you lead us off, uh, you know, I'm assuming you're higher than a 1.8, but... Oh, yeah.
1: Oh, I, well, yeah, I would like to, I'm giving it five stars for sure oh man what, See, it's I a good mean, thing you're a
0: guest this week instead of just a uh, listener because you have more weighted yeah yeah screw
1: you listeners no. yeah <laughs> <laughs> um yeah uh i i love this i don't know it's one of my favorite movies i watch it pretty regularly um you know the the birth of my leonardo fandom probably was mm. this movie i would think yeah, this is the oh, first
0: man. I
2: saw him was this movie. River I know he was
0: in like Quick and the Dead and a couple. Other I saw
2: him films, in but... What's but... Eating Gilbert Crate before this because that was one yes, of my sister's favorite movies, growing up. But mm. um, I can't. Obviously, remember. I didn't know who he was when I was watching that film. You know. Yeah.
1: But you know, I uh, yeah, I I love this movie. Big fan. Really like Baz Luhrmann. I actually, you know, I I normally don't really enjoy Claire Danes that much, but I like her mm. in this role. Um, there's did, you really, like your,
0: did you ever watch um, Homeland?
1: I watched the first season, but yeah. I didn't really care.
0: Yeah, fair enough. It's,
1: it's so an okay I, show. Yeah,
0: it loses it,
2: the thread.
1: It's fine. Yeah. Um, I, is this the birth of the Claire Danes cry face? This movie, or was did my so-called life come out before this? It must have. Probably. Um,
0: before that. Uh, I think yeah, that was like ninety, like 93, 94.
2: Yeah,
1: yeah. This would be that would be how she got this role, probably. Yeah, Hell yeah. How we would have
2: uh, known her because she must have been in the same. Frat pack, whatever they called it, Maybe. you know, frat pack or whatever they called themselves. Yeah, yeah. Um, um
0: yeah, five stars. Yeah,
2: five stars for Megan Oliverian. That's fantastic, and it's oh, we're oh. instantly improving that average.
0: That's and great. five stars for your fifth appearance on the podcast. So, Ooh. Um, there we go. We're seeing some themes come through. All right, who's next? Me or you, Brendan?
2: Uh, I'll go next. Um, so as we as we talked about, this is you know. This was one of my favorite movies when it came out in 96 um, as a sophomore in high school. I really love Shakespeare. Um, I've seen a ton of and participated in a ton of adaptations of Romeo and Juliet specifically um, between college and the Capital French Festival and a couple of different um, stage stage adaptations. Um, I have a soft spot in my heart for Romeo and Juliet. I have a soft spot in my my heart for this movie. It mostly works for me. Um, The staging and soundtrack are fantastic. Most of the performances really work for me. It's not perfect. It's definitely not perfect. But the good really, really, really outweighs what I don't like about this adaptation. Um, And I'm going to go with a four. I'm going to go with a solid four. All right.
1: I think so. In my letterbox rating scale, I, for five stars, mm. I say it's either a perfect movie or a movie that I love so much that I don't acknowledge its flaws. It's your one, yeah, yeah.
0: Fair
1: so enough. that's kind of how I feel.
0: Yeah, it's. It has to be the most iconic movie for me. For me to be a five, mm. like a, I don't know, something I have no problem giving it a five. Um, exactly. A five. So I am not going to be giving it a five, but um, I am surprisingly higher than Brendan. and I'm a four point five. Oh. Um, mm. I don't know. I just think like this. I love the swings that this movie takes. I love the way that it ties, like the de- like the delivery service, like is like cheesy and stupid that is. Like I just think it's like it's just like very creative. And I, this is a movie I always think back on. The soundtrack is awesome. I like I know we talked about it, but it's just like the music, the score. I think sucks, but the music is great. I really like the music. Mm. Um, and just the chemistry between Leo and and uh, Claire Danes, I almost said Kate Winslet, um, you can yeah. feel that they were like passionately, wildly, and, like, it would not surprise me if there were like stories on the set where they were like actually dating because they just they can you feel been. them like being in love with each other. Um, and that like that passion and, and you get like that these you get why these teenagers would rush into things so quickly. Um mm-hmm. And yeah, I think like, you know, there's a couple things like the score isn't great. There's a couple things like I feel like don't age that well, where it just like feels very 90s. But that's also OK because it's a movie that takes place in the 90s. So, um, yeah, listeners are going to be probably saying to us that, that these violent delights have violent ends because they're not going <laughs> to yeah, be very right? happy with us. But uh, as
2: they as they unsubscribe. and Yeah, they're,
0: they're, ter- they're going to turn against their hosts if we could just make oh, it. Out yeah, oh, yeah. Not us. No. Yeah. So um Man, Yeah, I,
2: wait, did somebody did somebody suggest Westworld i'm writing that one down?
0: Uh well, uh funny because I was actually last night looking at movies that movies and yeah. TV shows that had Radiohead in them for maybe yeah. a suggestion. Um and there is Radiohead in a couple of Westworld episodes. No surprise really. Oh. yeah, no popular. no surprise. Yeah.
1: No surprises? So, the Radiohead all? Uh,
0: uh, let me see. I do have that. I do have that link still up. Let's we'll see.
2: We'll you know roll. that this, there's
1: Radiohead is a song called No Surprises, right? Yes. I
2: uh, okay. like <laughs> to look at that up. Uh, so, uh, yeah, this is maybe the largest disparity we've ever had between host score and listener score. Um, usually when the listener score is that low, our scores are also like average pretty low. Um, this is definitely the largest disparity we've ever had between host, guest, and listeners. Um, but it is enough to bring it to a 3.78 overall, which will yeah. be a four for the purposes of a yeah. letterbox rant. You might
1: say that there were two houses, but they Both were not alike yeah. in dignity. Yeah. Yeah. One oh, was man. way more dignified.
2: <laughs> yeah. And that was the one we were in. <laughs> so, can we call the <laughs> listeners the Montagues and we'll be the Capulets? Because they're cute.
0: What was the uh what was the difference between shampoo and the listeners? Because I feel like we really liked shampoo. Um and the listeners I think gave we it we still a,
2: gave I don't have I don't have the twenty twenty open anymore. I believe some of us still gave shampoo like a three or a three point five. Okay. I so,
1: feel like I gave it a one on letterbox and I really didn't like it.
0: Awesome. But you also I saw gave a really low score to um licorice pizza recently and again like they're very similar. <laughs> can't tru- can't trust can't trust anybody that gives licorice pizza one. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> No, I, I not
2: think, think
1: like, i give it a one. Like,
0: did I? You, no, yeah. no, you don't like the the hangout movies about terrible people. Besides, Once Upon a Fair Time. Fair enough. Hollywood.
1: Fair enough. They're not terrible people, are they? Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. I guess they kind of are. I mean, eh,
0: they're They're like self absorbed. No, I guess they're not really right. terrible.
1: I don't think Rick but, Dalton is a terrible person.
0: No, novelization for that is Great though. We're doing book recommendations, I loved it. Um. All right. Well, uh, here's the movie. Megan, who's your hero of the movie?
1: Uh. I'm going to say Catherine Martin, who is the production designer. She okay. is Baz Luhrmann's partner in real life, I believe. Nice. Um, she works with him on all his movies. She also, you know, I think now she—I th- noticed she was not listed as the costume designer in this. She did do the costumes for *Great Gatsby* and *Moulin Rouge*, I think. Gotcha. Um, but yeah, I just—I really like the the look of this movie, and uh, yeah, I think she's she'd be my hero of the movie uh Brandon. um
0: oh sorry it was supposed to be me but you no first. you're fine i'm gonna
2: give it to my two favorite standouts from this movie i'm gonna give it to my two favorite characters from Romeo and juliet and that's gonna be Mercutio and tybalt so i'm gonna give it to Lake zavo and harold perineau i thought that they just totally owned this movie so, they had a great scene
1: very acclaimed by the listeners too they escaped the uh Yep. the criticism of the movie so that's good for them
0: all right i'm gonna give it to my man baz um i just think like it's i think like it's it's just like especially for such an early movie in his career it's only his like second yeah. feature yeah. um to take this iconic source material and you know some people might think that he screwed it up but um i feel like generally people like this movie a lot more than our listeners do and i think especially at the time i bet the reviews were much higher than they are now i think people probably look back on i think things didn't age but
1: I mean, everybody had the soundtrack, for sure. Oh, and, yeah, like, for sure. I this do and think Empire there are, Records. This there and a Empire bunch of Records, nine, which mm. came out
2: the same year, um, were my two big movie soundtracks that I listened to over and over and over again from 96. Yeah. Yeah. yeah,
0: And I do think like he made Shakespeare accessible to a whole mm. bunch of 80s and 90s kids who Absolutely. probably didn't have any experience with Shakespeare or, like had to read it for school but this is just like so much such a more fun way to experience Romeo and Juliet I think for yeah. especially for teenagers Um, yeah. and he like casting Leonardo DiCaprio like great good call pretty good
2: good foresight yeah. yeah,
1: worked out yeah. worked out yeah. pretty well
2: yeah I mean the following year he's gonna be you know
1: yeah well there's Paul I think did Paul Paul Redd tells a story that uh, Leo was offered Titanic while they were filming this oh wow and he was sort of debating whether or not to do it and he said Paul Rudd, anyway, says that he was like, I think I'm going to do it. I think I'm going to do it. So, and uh, he did.
0: And Paul Rudd hadn't been very much either. He had been in, um, you know, Clueless. Actually, he was in Clueless before he was in one of the Halloween sequels. Yeah. And then he was in this movie.
1: He was in one of the Halloween sequels?
0: Yeah. uh, I thought it was his
1: first I believe it's Halloween 4. Really?
2: uh, Revenge of Michael Myers or Curse of Michael Myers. Curse Michael Myers. I have seen
1: that. But I think, you know, I might have watched that. My sister and I watched all the Halloween movies like a million years ago.
0: Yeah, yeah. He plays Tommy, so uh, yeah. the kid that was Tommy set in Doyle, I believe the name. Tommy Doyle, yeah, yeah, the kid that was being set in the first movie.
1: Hmm. Yeah. Doyle rules. Oh, uh, really? So, okay, that's interesting. Wow.
0: Yeah. Um. All right. Uh. So we got our heroes of the movies. We've got our title connection. Um. And uh. Brendan, uh, I think you had a good one at the beginning. was it like Romy. Yeah, Romy I put it in the chat as well. Romeo and Sorvino. Yeah. I think we just do Romy, or I think we just do Romy and
2: Sorvino. You want to do Romy and Sorvino? But you need the Romeo so that we know that it's Romeo.
0: I think people will know yeah. it's in the title. What do you think? What do you
1: think? I think probably Romeo's friends call him Romy. <laughs>
0: yeah. Okay. Sure. Go. Romy. Um,
1: <laughs> do you think?
0: Uh, do you think Roman from Succession's friends also call him Romy? Uh, they call him Roman. That's you know that's with uh, King Lear <laughs> is what Succession is based oh, yeah, on, good I believe. Point. So, uh, yeah. Too bad we can't do a succession podcast. Uh, nice. Succession will be back soon, though. Uh, yeah, I had, wrote, I had written down Romeo and Michelle, or like you know maybe something involving the big party as another connection. I guess I mm-hmm. we did title connection before we did connections, but um, other connections to last week. I had big. We had a big party. We have lies, yep. people lying yep. to each other, um, and then we have the character name and the Servino. Is there anything else, Megan, that you have from connecting to last week?
1: Yeah, we kick True. ass soundtrack.
0: True. True. Yeah, great 90s great soundtrack. soundtrack. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, maybe it should be Romy, Romy and well, Servino oh. do the 90s. And there,
1: and there is, I mean, it's not a post-it, but the delivery guy does try and leave a little sticky note oh, for the Romeo, st- yeah. So, I yeah. mean, I think you can kind of make and that... And it falls
2: that, off. Yeah, it's yeah. blue. Yeah.
1: If, yeah. if that you glue. needed to be a post-it.
2: Yeah. That yeah. glue. I told you it needed to
0: be a post-it. And we do get, like, the weird kind of drug scenes in this, too, which, yeah. um, mm-hmm. uh, you know, tie back to the drugs in Peggy Sue Got Married, but also kind of tie back to, like, the trippy... Um, uh dream sequence that was debated mm-hmm. hotly debated between megan and mm. Ellen, um last week uh, and romey and michelle so all right what about uh connections to other movies from this year i have two.
1: Oh, from this year i forgot to prepare for this so oh we, no we
2: have wedding we have both weddings and funerals which we've had in a num- great number of movies from uh this year mm-hmm. um really great soundtrack we
0: sorry yeah. go ahead. Oh, I was just gonna say Paul Servino was gonna happen. Say Paul Servino yep. was in Rocketeer. The Rocketeer as well. Yep.
1: There
0: yep. You go. Leo was in the Aviator. Leo yep. was in. Uh, yeah. Yes. And speaking of Leo, uh, Leo is the other new member of the Five Timers Club. This is our fifth um, Leo movie that we've done. Um.
1: I'm so happy that I could be here for this great yeah. occasion.
0: Uh, so not in order, but we did Shutter Island. am because I'm not gonna remember Shutter Island once, once upon a time, a time in Hollywood. Uh, Catch Me If You Can, The Aviator, and Romeo and Juliet
1: congratulations the all congratulations, five movies leo. i absolutely
0: adore so there you know, Yeah,
1: they're great movies yeah.
0: great movies uh, i wonder like out of his i mean we're obviously missing titanic if we're gonna do his mount rushmore um yeah and i don't know i mean we'd have to we'd have maybe you know maybe in a future leo episode we could figure out what his mount rushmore is um, I mean, we
1: did talk about our top Leo movies on the Aviator podcast.
0: I believe we, we did, did. We did. Yeah, so let's yes. not retread uh, 10 <laughs> weeks. A, People will be like, not this ground. again. <laughs> not <laughs> this again.
2: You'll take 30 minutes to talk they're, about. If they <laughs> haven't
0: subscribed, they, unsubscribed, they've already. they're unsubscribed Yeah, right exactly. Uh, so we also had Claire Danes on The Hours. Um, yeah,
1: that's right. Oh, hey, this is my also my second Claire Danes appearance. It's true, under. yes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: You're a Claire um, Danes also,
0: correspondent.
2: Oh,
1: my God. I don't even like We her. also have
0: uh, movies
2: based on stage plays, which Who's a Great Virginia Woolf?" Wolf was. Oh, nice. Yeah. This is a stage play. Mm-hmm. Um, what else has been a play? Um, is there anything else going a play?
0: No, but no. kind of like the feel of this is very similar to what uh, to Across the Universe. True. We get Good like uh, source material. Stylistically. Yeah, stylistically changed. And then we did have a character in a coma, so big sick. Yeah, uh, you know. I mean, you'd call Juliet in a yeah. coma.
1: They were in, across the universe, they're sort of star-crossed lovers, too. True. Mm-hmm.
0: Yep. Yeah. Same with, well, I guess not really once, but once was, like, the passion of, like, two people meeting in a very short period of time. Yep. There um, we go. Yep. Yeah. And uh, suicide, we had in the hours, and mm-hmm. I'm sure we had it in others, too. I'm just blanking now. Uh, Devil's Advocate had suicide or not. Yep. Um, True. So. All right. Um, And movie map. I know, Megan, you said you prepared for this. So what do you do? movie map?
1: I prepared. I remembered at the last minute that I had to do mm-hmm. that. Um, so I wrote down four things, and one of which I don't remember. Oh, dear. I've, okay, <laughs> Brokeback broke back Mountain.
0: Mm-hmm. Yes, I was thinking about that.
1: Yeah. Catch me if you can, because yep. just because of Leo, really. But Leo. also, like, he's got the whole thing where he wants to marry Amy Adams, and he has to run away. That's actually, he does sort of get banished.
3: Mm-hmm, from mm, sure. um, mm-hmm.
1: And then I thought Rebel Without a Cause for the yep. teen mm-hmm. angst. And then no, I have, I've, I've written, down. written down D.D. What's D.D.? Dirty, dancing. Dirty dancing. Oh,
0: how could you forget?
1: Oh, my God. Yeah. That's
2: parents not approving sense. of the rebel boyfriend, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's why I wrote down Meet the Parrots as well, because you have, like, all the awkward meeting the parents stuff and, you know, yeah. getting And uh, Dead Stiller's character does get banished from the party. True. At, yeah. the in Meet the parents and have to fly yeah. back home. And he has Brendan, the whole thing. please,
1: please say banished. Sorry, yeah,
2: banished. banished. <laughs> I'll banished. I'll <laughs> banished.
0: Yeah,
1: um, and I, I will uh, throw
0: another one in there. I'm going to say My Best Friend's Wedding. Um, I think there were a couple of people who were in both movies. Uh, yeah. Brian Dennehy, maybe, or... Uh, oh, Emmett Walsh, I think, was in that. <laughs> um, and also, I do feel like, like the plot of that, like the like, if we're not married by this age, like, it does feel very Shakespearean, like more of a Shakespearean yeah. comedy. Um, true.
1: So. I also think uh, Crazy Rich Asians is not a terrible connection. Right. Oh, true,
0: yeah. True. So... Sure. We can connect to a lot of stuff.
1: I mean, we did have, I
0: feel like we had a lot more weddings last year. Um, yep. Yeah, Philadelphia Story, also a wedding in haste. Um, yep. There you go. So. All right. Um, and we've got our one last thing now. Um, so who wants to go first with one last thing?
1: I have one last
0: um, thing. I talked two. about all of mine, except one, so. I have two. All right, <laughs> go for it.
1: Okay, last my first, my, my first one last thing that uh, the song come what may from Moulin Rouge was originally written for this movie, which is why it was not nominated for the best original song Oscar. It was no. not eligible. Bummer. Yes.
3: Who wrote my it? Other,
1: uh, who did write it? Craig Armstrong. I think the score guy. And is it Nellie Hooper? Maybe. I don't remember. I would have to look that up. Um, and then my other thing is that just, you know, Being a librarian, I there were a couple of um, lines in this movie where people were compared to books Mm -hmm. that I enjoyed. Like um, uh, Juliet's mother says that Paris is a volume that Juliet should read, and he just needs a cover to be completed. And she's sort of suggesting that Juliet can be the cover. This is how. So in the olden days, books were sold without covers. You'd Mm -hmm. buy the pages and then have them bound. And then later on, when Juliet finds out that Romeo slew Tybalt, she says something about. that how could such a terrible book have such a handsome cover or something? Mm-hmm. So I like that. Um,
0: tangent off of that. Uh, I I was either listening to something or reading an article about, like, ways to read more. And somebody says, what you should do is buy the cheap paperbacks. And then as you finish pages, rip the pages out of the book so you don't have to carry around as big of a book. Would you you know? should not a do that. Terrible idea. Don't do that. I was that. like, oh, my God, that's awful. Let's <laughs> don't do do that. that. the
1: book. <laughs> Just buy a kindle
0: if you're if you're so worried about carrying around a big book just buy a kindle or
1: just donate the book when you're done if you don't want to keep it i mean like hello
0: well, I think it, it's more like the like if you're on the go and you don't want to carry around like a big book, you just you're slowly like
1: making your way. Through that doesn't make book. It <laughs> sense. In have you seen the movie Wild with Reese Witherspoon when she's hiking? Because no. she because no. that's that's a tip that she gets about how to lighten your pack is as you mm. read, rip up your book and burn the pages. Which I was like, okay, in that situation, fine. That's
0: fine. Yeah, that's good. Right.
1: But if you're on like the freaking subway, I don't know, just get a backpack. Right. Yeah. But
0: I do like I do like the idea of not having a cover on a book because then people can't see what you're reading. Um, Mm. Because as somebody who's currently an adult reading Harry Potter, sometimes (laughs) it'll get a little (laughs) self-conscious.
1: Everyone's read Harry Potter now.
0: I know, but most of them aren't my age.
1: (laughs) (laughs) No, adults were reading Harry Potter too. To their kids,
0: not by themselves. The problem,
1: your problem is that you're really late to the party. And and people and I'm reading people it are, are like, what the hell? You haven't read Harry Potter before?
0: And they're like, isn't she canceled? Yeah, well, totally I got it canceled, from, yeah. out from the she's library. She's still very canceled. Yeah, she should put so. a brown paper wrapper on him. Yeah, there we go. Um, all right, well, my la- one last thing is I just like, speaking of things that are canceled, like uh, I really like the design of the guns in this movie. Like not just that they're called swords, but I like that you can see the bullets in the handle. Like and it's just like so, u- like so unique. And I always think about the way the guns look in this movie. Um, so, you know. Guns are bad, but they look cool in this movie.
1: I don't think they're canceled though. There's some no, people. Definitely not. Yeah, there. Unfortunately, they're not canceled.
2: unfortunately not canceled.
1: Yeah. Definitely
2: not. <laughs> It'd be great if we could cancel guns, but yeah. unfortunately, cancel they're. guns. Good luck.
0: Um, yep. All right, Brennan, what's your one last thing? Do you have one? Uh,
2: yeah. So we talked earlier about how Harold Perno is playing uh, Mercutio as a drag queen in this, and it's really ironic that Tybalt has such a problem with it. Because Juggling Kazamo ah. himself played a drag queen in Tu Long Fu, Thanks for everything, oh. Julie Hullard, uh The year before, you
0: might be some questions. Yeah. Um, Boom! There's yeah. my there's
2: my one last week. Yeah. I believe it was the year before. I might have the year wrong. But,
0: it was yeah. right around that time. Um, I didn't
2: even remember that he was in that.
0: Yeah, I, I totally forgot. I didn't make that connection, but that's a that's a good that's a good connection. Um, I also will say um, I meant to say this in connections, but this movie has come up twice on the podcast. I'm surprised it's only been nominated twice, once by Brendan and once by me. So mm-hmm. I nominated it off Hot Fuzz. I have no idea why. Maybe it's because of what Kyle was saying that like the, the editing style is similar to um, to what's it, to Edgar Wright, but I have no idea otherwise why I would have. And, and there's an actor who's in Hot Fuzz. Does any does it bring about for anybody? not me no. no all right so that was episode eight uh that's why i can't remember it. it's way back in
2: but yeah um it was the year before 90 in uh 95
3: john doggy's yeah. yeah okay we i, I um,
1: don't yeah. to wong fu was then, the one with patrick swayze right correct uh, patrick swayze i, got, I gotta watch that again yeah yep. okay I, oh wesley yep. snipes oh my god i definitely have to watch this again
3: yeah
0: yep. and then uh brendan suggested romeo and juliet off of harold and maude so i think that's yeah. a little hmm. bit more you know, star-crossed lovers type thing. Mm-hmm. So, exactly. Uh, I'm surprised it's only come up twice on this podcast, but it has. Um, and if anybody can figure out why I suggested Hot Fuzz, um, I'm, very cu- I'm very curious. There's probably some random cast connection or something. Um, just doing a quick look. I don't see any, though. So, I don't know. Maybe it's just the style. Um, you have our,
1: no choice now. You have to rewatch Hot Fuzz and find out.
0: That's true. Yeah, Hot Fuzz, not my favorite. Uh, it's not my not favorite. I heard it right. So. <laughs> Mm-hmm. All right. Well, with that, uh, this was not the listener's favorite movie, but uh, the hosts all liked it. Um, so that is a uh, average of four, three point seven eight, average of four mm-hmm. for Letterboxed, for Romeo and Juliet and Romy. Thank and goodness Sorfino. I was here. Yes. I know,
1: right?
0: Thank you, Megan, for joining the Five Timers Club. And let's find out what we're going to be watching next week because we got suggestions sent in from the listeners. So uh, it'll be interesting to see which of our which of the things we've mentioned. So we did mention a lot of other movies. We'll get taken. Yeah. So Olin kicks mm-hmm. us off And his first one a movie. I just recently watched uh, our hospitality. It's a Buster Keaton silent comedy. Uh, a couple from warring families falls in love while the head of one household notes. No malice can be made on opposing factions while guests are in their house. Like the head of the Capulets during the party he hosted. Oh, so that was a uh, silent film, our hospitality that we just, uh, I just watched recently. And then uh, the movie Brendan was trying to be coy about a uh, 1962's West side story. Owen says this is his favorite version of Romeo and Juliet, uh, puts the leaders into young gangs, enhancing their significance and level of interest. Mm-hmm. Romance elements is still strong, but doesn't pull me away as much uh, with excellent songs, helping maintain my interest. You remember when we tried to do the West
2: Side Story remake at the end of West Side <laughs> yeah, I was thinking about <laughs> that when I put West Side Story <laughs> on my list.
0: Uh, this is the original West Side Story. Not yeah, made, in
2: 1962.
0: Yeah, yep. And then his last one, uh, this is not the second, this is not the sequel, but this is the first one. This is Titanic, 1997. Uh, another film with big, intriguing setting, thrilling action that is ruined by its focus on some of the pair's brief infestation. Olin,
1: just stop. <laughs>
0: <laughs> we need to clip that and just, we can. We just need that as a sound drop. So every time Olin sends in something crazy, we can play Meg and say, Olin, just stop. <laughs> I might try to do that. Um, <sighs> um,
3: all
0: right. Listen,
1: I just want to say, Olin is not a villain. Olin is my friend, <laughs> but I do not agree with that opinion. <laughs>
0: uh, all right. Well, uh, speaking of uh, listeners, I guess Kyle, Kyle King. Um, I don't know. <laughs> I was trying
1: to segue and I didn't
0: have one. Uh, Kyle what King. What are we do like Kyle here? King. Are you uh, saying
1: Kyle most, King is a villain?
0: Uh, no, but uh, you know the King could be a villain in a Shakespeare. I'm sure oh. the King is a villain in some of these Shakespeare plays. So. Or he gets Good murdered point.
1: sometimes in Macbeth. Yeah, true.
0: Um, all right. So he has a couple of these. And in his first, his most obvious one is 10 Things I Hate About You, another Shakespeare play in a modern setting. That was on yep. my list.
1: And
3: you
0: know, uh, true. Clueless, a modern telling of a classic work of fiction starring Paul Rudd. Like a very yeah, I had
1: an it, And also has Radiohead on the soundtrack. I, I had it on my yes. list for the same reason. Yeah.
0: Um, and finally, The Quick and the Dead, uh, which has Leonardo DiCaprio in a duel. Actually, my brother did the Quick and the Dead on his movie podcast that is now defunct uh, called Digesting Cinema. And I was listening to their Quick and the Dead episode uh, a little while back. And they were theorizing that, you know, if uh, Leonardo DiCaprio's character grew up, he could have been the uh, kid in Romeo and Juliet. No, wait. Maybe it was Titanic. It doesn't make any sense. I think they said Titanic. yes. Yeah, it was Titanic. Yeah. Never mind. He could have been the kid um, in Titanic. Yeah, he yes. could have been the kid in Titanic if he would have just grown up. <laughs> I do all right. like *The Quick uh,
1: and the Dead*. It's a—it's a, it's a fun nonsense movie. Yeah, that's
0: yeah, really great. I just recently watched it for the first time, and it's a uh, very good nice. Sam Raimi. Yeah.
3: Um,
0: all right, uh, Alex has *James and the Giant Peach* for more Pete mm-hmm. Uh So we, maybe our title okay. connection of be *Pete Peach Pastelate*. Uh, uh, oh. Pete, po- yeah, I don't know. I'm trying to one up Brendan's Pete Pastelate <laughs> joke. Uh, another movie that just came up recently, uh, like. Half hour ago. Critters yeah, three. From Alex. Oh, <laughs> yeah. it's from Alex. <laughs> 3. Oh, it from Alex yeah. Okay, yeah.
3: Uh,
0: <laughs> and then his third one is Oh, the Othello Modernized yeah. Adaptation, yep. because I also mm-hmm. haven't seen that one since high school. I think that one's like takes place about basketball, right? Yes,
1: yeah. I have seen that Julie one. Julia Styles. Why yeah. is Julia Styles in all these movies? Mm-hmm. Um She's anyway. Shakespeare. It. I guess so.
0: Yeah. All right. Stefan uh, has a night's tale, a mix of old and contemporary um Mm -hmm. starring somebody who's in 10 things i hate about you so we could rock soundtrack Mm -hmm. yeah uh yeah i think it's a queen based soundtrack i think to that um and then uh this is one that i joked was on my list but it wasn't this is gnomeo
1: and juliet Mm
0: -hmm. this is the animated rovio juliet that's got garden gnomes um definitely be our most ridiculous pick since is that
1: are the i feel like the are the voices in that ewan mcgregor and kate winslet is that right because
0: Oh, man. Uh, Moulin so Rouge and second. Titanic. I just had it okay. up. Um, I don't know. I, I, uh, I don't know anything about No and Juliet. It is I James mean... McAvoy and Emily Blunt.
1: Oh, wow. so I was totally wrong. Totally I wrong. Mean, I mean, I feel okay. like Hugh
0: McGregor and James McAvoy are very similar. Um, but
1: They're both Emily Scottish. Blunt...
0: Yeah, sure. Yeah, that's true. Mm-hmm. That would be it. Um, Emily Blunt and Kate Winslet yeah.
1: are both English.
0: There we go. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah, you got your countries, All right? All right, there you go. Close enough. Yeah all right and then he has um the lion king it's his last yep. one so it's hamlet retold with lions and elton john yep. another good yeah. on-ramp to uh <laughs> another good on-ramp to uh shakespeare for kids yeah um, i like
1: that i like that description <laughs> hamlet retold with lions and elton john yeah
0: <laughs> yeah uh speaking of hamlet uh crumley has a hamlet 2000 uh so this is the version with ethan hawk um Michael Allior Merida's attempt to use Shakespearean dialogue in a direct adaptation in the modern day, here set in New York with uh, Ethan Hawke as Hamlet, Diane Vernora plays the mother of the leads, not Diane Verdona, um, and uh, it says Juliet's and Hamlet's.
1: I, yeah, I uh, I had that on my list too, it was I, on my list was like, tail, I was like, I was like, these guys love Ethan Hawke, so I'm yeah, gonna... yeah, I've never seen it, and
2: <laughs> it's it was on my list. I really want to do it. So
0: yeah, I actually had that on my list. I, there's a lot that was on my list that was yeah. taken, um, but not that much. Who goes for? I, there's one movie on my list that I'm almost positive will. Yeah. Take it
2: so uh, Megan the librarian's first, then me in the middle, and then you get to book it. I get that, to pull us. All right. Okay. Which means you get to pick first.
1: Yep. Okay, so I have. Uh, so the song Angel by Gavin Friday is one mm. of the soundtrack songs, Romeo and Juliet. Gavin Friday and his good friend uh, and ours, Bono, uh, contributed three songs to the soundtrack for another Pete Postlethwaite 90s movie. That would be In the Name of the Father. Nice. Uh-huh.
0: One of Very, Chester's favorites.
1: That's an excellent movie.
0: That came, um, came up like on like our second episode, and Chester was so mad we didn't pick it.
3: I remember. Wow. Well,
1: I feel like it might have been it's after Michael... I think after Michael Collins, Olin and I talked about it and like I mm. thought he was going to suggest it and he thought I was going to suggest it and then neither of oh, us suggested man. it. But oh, yeah, yeah. I, I definitely think I've suggested it before, maybe after Last of the Mohicans or something. No, okay. no, no You and you
0: and Olin have a side chat. I just feel like it's you two complaining about us every week. <laughs> no, yeah. not true. Not true. Uh, <laughs> uh, sliding Doors, it came up after Sliding Doors. And then also after Michael Collins, it came up. Yeah, and so it did.
1: Okay. Months.
0: Yeah i can tell okay. you i have all these docs for me i can tell you exactly oh, that's good. all right
1: suggested. okay so then okay my next suggestion was taken it was clueless then i have inception because it features yep. leo and pete Postlethwait. Oh,
0: and just to correct myself you said in your email i'm not going to say, suggest oh. in the name of the father because i think olin
1: might ah, and if yeah, he does see? i support him
0: that's a great movie <laughs> <laughs> there
1: you go. but i was wrong yeah. okay then my next suggestion was going to be Hamlet, which was also taken. Okay. Then I have um, Stardust, which yep. stars Claire Danes and uh, is another well, good Claire Danes movie based. Well, it, the, Robert De Niro's character is named Captain Shakespeare. And know. it is based on a book by Neil Gaiman. So I thought with the Sandman show coming out, maybe this is a good time to watch a Neil I, Gaiman movie. I know movie. exactly
0: who I'd asked to be on that podcast which was Stardust.
1: So <laughs> Stardust is awesome. Is I that love that it. Is
0: that that we would have on the podcast, Brendan? Yeah. Isn't there dust and Stardust? Isn't that a wrestling thing? All right.
1: Okay, Sorry. and then I have... Um, okay, now I have to go into my also-rans to get my other... Okay, so uh, how about uh, Dumplin', which stars Harold Perrineau as a drag queen. Mm.
3: There you
1: go. So, that one. And then, for one more... um it's plant. I guess... Okay, I thought of this while we were talking. Summer of Sam. Since yes. John Leguizamo got so much acclaim for his performance here, this is... Uh, I've never seen this movie, but I think it's about a really, really hot summer that makes people act crazy. So I thought uh, that was a good. Killer.
2: Yeah, yeah I think a it's he, he plays
1: son of Sam. Yeah.
2: No, he I does. I think he, play... it, he well, plays the son of, son of Sam.
1: Yeah. Oh my god! Okay. Well, anyway, I guess we'll I figured, find out. Yeah, um, I, I figured that could be a good connection because just because of the hot the hot weather and the bright sun and and general. That's it. All right. Oh,
0: so, no two Wong Fu from you then, huh? No
1: i had um, forgotten that he was even in that. <laughs> so
0: I am going to throw
2: in a couple of Shakespeare adaptations also from the nineties. Uh, the first I want to throw in is the Ian McKellen, Richard III, which I've never seen. I've never seen it either. And one that I absolutely love, which we mentioned earlier in the podcast is the Kenneth Grant on much ado about nothing, which I think is just a really fun. Yeah. Breezy Shakespeare adaptation. Um, great. It's a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, the next one I thought about is a um, Shakespeare adaptation that's also a musical from the nineteen fifties, Kiss Me, Kate. Oh yeah,
1: I just um, I watched that. That's that is that's a fun one. I really
2: love Kiss Me, Kate. Um, yeah. I I we did Kiss Me, Kate in college. It was really cool. Um, then Can get Kate to be on the
0: podcast with us next week.
2: What's that? Can we get a Kate to be with us next week? My boss.
0: We could probably. Mm-hmm.
2: Uh, you have to call her Catherine though.
0: True, okay. Yeah. Uh,
2: and then uh, I will suggest Strictly Ballroom, because um, I've never seen it, the Baz Luhrmann's Neither. first major film. I did see it. Um, it is on
0: Hoopla, um, just streamability, because Megan said it was hard to find. So it is on Hoopla, but that's yeah. the only place I think you can find it.
2: And then um, let's
0: see...
3: Hmm.
2: One last one. Uh, let's go with Revolutionary Road. Let's see Romeo Ugh. in a story about if a marriage did did work out rather than them rather Mm. than them dying as soon as they uh did get married
0: i do not think i want Mm. to do romeo or uh that movie right now Um, it's a bit
2: it's a a tough
3: one yeah is it i don't
2: know anything about revolutionary i don't know that's all right yeah well if it gets
0: picked then you'll find out Um, oh god yeah (laughs) Uh, (laughs) oh no i'm scared uh yeah it's it's a good leo performance it's got really good michael shannon in it too Um, nice yeah
1: and kate winslet
0: yeah yeah um Brendan, what was the year of the much ado about nothing just so when i'm adding it to uh, Waterbox watch list, to 94, 90, 93 or 94
1: Ninety-three. Okay. 93
0: yeah i just want to make sure i don't put the wrong one on there all right because
1: there is another there's the joss whedon version that yeah passed, exactly uh yeah whatever that was 2012
0: they kiss me katie there are lots of versions of that too um add the well, year should, should be the, the 1953. okay yeah, cool all right my list, so I lost Lion King, West Side Story, 10 Things I Hate About You, and the Ethan Hawke Hamlet. Um, mm-hmm. But I still have plenty on my list. So the first one, uh, if we're talking about the Lion King, how about another retelling of uh, Hamlet? Uh, this is a more uh, modern, well, came out more recently. That's the Northman from this year. It's yes. on Peacock now. Um, and this is the retelling not of the Shakespeare Hamlet, but like the... Um, Hamlet. Yeah, Hamleth. Uh, I want to say the Nordic legend. Yeah, the Nordic just, legend it's... and the Shakespeare based Hamlet on. Yeah, yes. Yeah. Because um, I got of that, I was like, "Oh, that was based on Hamlet." And then I found out, "Oh no, it was actually Hamlet was based on The Northman." Yep. Um, um, if I could suggest Station Eleven, I
2: would. But, like, people need mm-hmm. to watch Station
0: Eleven on HBO yeah. for a really good Hamlet uh,
2: so
1: good.
0: adaptation. It's so freaking good. Uh, so the first movie that came to mind for me was Romeo Must Die. Oh, uh, uh, that and was on my also rants. Yeah, yeah uh, 90s movie about Rome, a character named Romeo. Mm-hmm. I think it's loosely based on Romeo and Juliet, um, but it's like a kung fu action movie, um, martial arts movie. Um, Let's see what else do I have? I have a lot on here. I can't decide what else I want to do. Uh, let's put let's do Great Gatsby, because I've never seen nice. this version of Gatsby. Um and I don't remember the book very well. So it'd be fun to revisit that. Okay. Um, I have next um let's see uh, do, 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 run Lola Run for um just yeah. for like the nineties like hyper kinetic style, really. Um, and you know, she's probably a banished out at some point in that movie. Well she's um, also
2: rushing to get a message. True. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Her lover delivering a message. Something, in the 90s. something, something that I'm not gonna spoil run.
0: Right, right. And uh, this this next suggestion is uh, via HBO Max to me. And this is the one that it suggested. If you scroll all the way to the end of movies, if you liked Romeo and Juliet, you will also like Fools Rush In. So uh, <laughs> Fools Rush In is my last suggestion with I, uh, Chandler I mean, and Selma Hayek.
1: I really thought it was going to be Zoolander because of the gas station. Uh, yes, no, <laughs>
0: but I did think about Zoolander. Yeah. Um, but why so Bell some, models? Uh, some other movies that I had on my, uh, as uh, honorable mentions, I had The Beach for Leo. Mm. And also a uh, great soundtrack, The Beach.
2: Oh, yes, yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, for, fans of New York, The Rainmaker.
0: Yeah.
1: yeah. Uh, Forgetting Sarah Marshall
0: for...
2: Tragedy and um, Macbeth, obviously. Was yeah. my also
3: yeah.
1: I, yeah. I did nobody suggested Moulin Rouge I figured I yeah because no. I do think it's the natural pair but I, you were saying last week that I forget when we were talking about we were like we would just say the same things again and I was like excited to exactly. say the same things again
2: and yeah. I had just watched Moulin Rouge for Posture, the poster with the poster recaps discord um like a month ago and I mean I absolutely adore it
1: yeah it's so good I, yeah.
2: It's hard to
0: pick something that I, like, just revisited, you know. Yeah, I'm surprised yeah. it didn't come up. Um, speaking of movies that I'm surprised didn't come up, I cannot believe Megan did not suggest Spider-Man 2. Um, because of the astronaut, uh, the a- out oh. who looks like an astronaut <laughs> <I'm> in The <laughs> Party. Yeah. I, like, immediately yeah. wrote that down. I was like, yeah. well, Megan's going to read that one. And no, I, I didn't,
1: didn't, didn't think <laughs> of that.
0: Yeah, then I didn't want to suggest it because I didn't want you to actually That's pick really Spider-Man funny. 2. Um, I, a I of probably months. would have. <laughs> Uh, a couple other ones I had on my list, Modern Romance, because um, we had, this is literally, this movie was a modern romance, Forgetting Sarah Marshall for a mm. uh, breakup, Gone Poorly, The English Patient for mm. uh, a 90s movie starring same year, somebody, right? Juliet, um, no, Same Year, and then it's the good- a
1: literary adaptation.
0: Uh, mm-hmm. Oh, right, literary, that, that too. Uh, and it could also piss off and we get another low score from Ola next time. <laughs> uh, I believe. Now he's been telling me that he liked it. Uh, and then the last one I had was the Good, the Bad, and the Ugly because of the opening like westernness of that right. shoot.
3: Maybe album.
1: you're mixing up Olin and Elaine from Seinfeld. True. Sure. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, yeah. I was. I thought about suggesting Titanic, but I was like, no. Yeah. I, I wanted to see Chum, but nobody else yeah. wanted to see Chum. Uh, well, somebody else suggested Olin
0: suggested Titanic.
1: Yes, so somebody did. So that's Olin's. good. Yeah. Thanks.
0: All
2: right, uh, <laughs>
1: Brendan, why don't you read through what
0: we've got to pick from, and then we get to pick. All Seems like a right. List. Do, 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 do. Yeah,
2: we or might
0: want to yep. do two. I'm each.
2: fine with that. Yeah. Okay. Uh, okay. Our hospitality. West Side Story. Titanic. Ten Things I Hate About You. Clueless. The Quick and the Dead. James and the Giant Peach. Critters Three. O. A Knight's Tale. Romeo and Juliet. The Lion King. Hamlet. In the Name of the Father. Inception. Stardust. Dumplin, Summer Sam, Richard III, Much Ado About Nothing, Kiss Me Kate, Strictly Ballroom, Revolutionary Road, Hamlet. Hamlet. Romeo Must Die, The Great Gatsby, Run Lola Run, and Fool's Rush in. Zach, you get to go first.
0: Oh, you wrote down Hamlet for me. Oh, I wrote down Northland. Hamlet
2: instead of the Northman. <laughs> of course yeah. I did. Yeah. So really, <laughs> That's is why I was like, wait
0: yeah. a second. Yeah, not there the was Northland. another Hamlet? <laughs> All right. I need to go first. So we're Come doing right. two. We're doing one listener, one host. Um, there we go. And I will do off of the listener list. Um, Actually, I'm going to off the host list first. And I am going to go with Summer of Sam because I've never seen it. Um, I've never seen a couple of movies I haven't either. I guess, I've
1: never i I've never seen Summer of Sam either. I've I've always yeah. like it's always been on my watch list. I don't know. I was just intrigued by the concept and I've just never gotten around to watching it. My I have like major Spike Lee blind spots. Yeah. He's, I don't know if
0: that's a major Spike Lee blind. Uh, that's like a lower
1: Spike Well, spot. I just I just right. have not seen well, I've been I'm doing better in the last few years, but for a long time I had been seen barely any Spike Lee movies. So I've been oh. really trying to watch. More and you know movies. who
0: else is in Summer of Sam? Mir Cervino oh. So we get Serfina oh, again there next go. week. That's yeah. cool. Serfina a month. We just keep. Uh, and Anth Oh no, that's. I was thinking this was Jonathan Lapaglia, the guy from Australian Survivor. But it's Anthony Lapaglia. Yeah, oh. yeah, His brother. Yeah. Oh, this is brother. Okay. Yeah, Are they really? Yeah, they're brothers. Oh, yeah, I didn't know that. Uh, all right. So um, uh, Summer right. Sam. And there's a very natural next movie after Summer Sam. Uh,
2: yeah. Uh, as far as host pick goes. Hmm. I am also going to go with one of the Megan Library's suggestions and go with In the Name of the Father. It's a movie that's come up before. It's a movie I've never seen. I know there's a lot of discussion um, about Daniel Day-Lewis and if he's going to make another movie and his career. um, It'd be cool to to finally knock this one off the list.
0: And it feels like, I mean, just the the title evokes, like, religious imagery to me. Yeah, exactly. So it's, you know. Yep. All yeah. of us Romeos have daddy issues, so there you yeah. go. Um, and I see Megan the Librarian's uh, score, and uh, she has the same score on this as uh, Mike, Mike Spoonman Mitchell. So.
1: <laughs> okay. That's good
2: company. That's good company. Yeah. That's I was a, one that's of the a... hosts
0: of Doughboys.
1: Okay.
2: Um, All right. Yeah. Um, Megan the Librarian, what's your, oh, yes. what's your first pick going to be?
1: Okay, so I am going to go from the listener picks, and I'm going to go with 10 things I hate about you because I have okay. never seen it. Whoa, and oh, man. Yeah, oh, man. when yeah, I did yeah. that, there was that thing going around on Twitter a while ago that was like, post your, your most popular movie from Letterbox that you haven't so I, seen from every decade. Yeah. And I I Ten Things I Hate About You is the most popular movie from, I guess, is it the 90s or the 2000s that I have it's not seen? 90s, yeah.
0: It's the 90s. It's uh, the It might be 2000.
1: Is Heath, Heath Ledger was... It is is was 90s? his first... It
0: must decades. be late 90s. It's either 99 or 2000.
1: Okay. Well, anyways, the point is, I have yeah. not seen it yeah it's so. fantastic
0: yeah
1: and i posted uh, that on twitter and 99. our friend um hit by a car claire replied and said she thinks she's probably watched it enough for both of us but that she would still recommend it <laughs> so, so if,
0: we, if we pick this next week then we need to invite Hit by a claire, car claire on the podcast i there can you
1: connect you to hit by a car claire if you want me to
0: nice um <laughs> all right uh zach the the listener. Listener. so there are there are a couple i mean the listener list is really good there's a couple i want to pick mm-hmm. um 10 Things I Had About You was one I was thinking about, so I appreciate you taking that so I don't have to. <laughs> uh, so I'm going to go keep Ethan Hawke things going. Uh, the, just the way this Ham, this version of Hamlet is described, it sounds very much like they're like, oh, let's do Romeo yeah. and Juliet again, but with Hamlet. Um, and I think, you know, love Ethan Hawke, so let's go Hamlet 2000. And we can do Godzilla 2000 that. After was, uh,
2: was no, going to be my pick from the <laughs> listeners as well. Um, with that being said, uh, ooh, it's tough. The listeners can't, the listeners made it tough this week. Um, Clueless is Clueless has been talked around a lot by us. Uh, mm-hmm. Makes a lot of sense. West Side Story, the original, obviously, makes a lot of sense. Um, I'm actually going to go with Titanic. I think Titanic <gasps> um, <laughs> would be a great next pick for this Um we can continue Leo's streak as <laughs> our favorite, uh, our favorite actor on this six timers club. For yeah, Leo. But you yeah. know, Leo. I mean,
1: you know, you have to have me on again if you're doing Titanic. Uh, that's fine. whatever. Right? we don't so... have to do
0: any outreach to guests, and so
2: we don't have to <laughs> coordinate yeah, schedules. Yeah, you, you, you're gonna keep trying to escape this sinking ship, Megan, yeah. and <laughs>
0: you're just not gonna. There's no room on the lifeboats. <laughs> and then in two, and then in two weeks, we'll have to have Taylor on, and you can just have a battle. back. Oh, yeah, I hear you. So there's a. I'm very confused, because I just looked up Titanic on Letterboxd, and there's a list on, on Letterboxd called Titanic, and on this list is Gone with the Wind, the Back to the Future trilogy, Batman 1989, Batman Returns, Alien, Aliens, Judgment Day, or Terminator 2, and Jaws. Is that most expensive movies ever made? Or I don't think Back to the Future is on the most expensive movies ever made list, or I mean, Batman Returns. I
1: don't think Alien would be either.
0: Yeah, true. I don't know. Yeah. I'm very, what i What is I'm, the connection there? All right, no idea. Summer blockbuster. Can I, summer... I comment on this and just say I'm, I'm so am con-
2: so summer blockbusters I like more than Titanic. <laughs> is that what it is? Summer blockbuster. Titanic like
1: wasn't to... a summer blockbuster. It came out in December. Oh
2: good point.
0: All right, uh,
1: I have no so idea
2: We're there. getting
0: some real time. We're getting some real time action going. So I'm commenting that I'm so intrigued by this list. What is the connection between these movies?
1: <laughs> Did you right, click well, on the notes? Are there notes? There are no notes.
0: No. Nope. Oh. Oh. you're oh, doing says showdown showdown blockbusters oh it's got a tag it's say showdown blockbusters okay okay all right guess, all right um, make, you, make, you, make, make your mind. final make your Del- final oh. deleting my comment where i look <laughs> <laughs> uh
1: okay i think that i i i'm really interested to watch richard the third i have yeah. this is another one that's like summer of sam has been on my watch list forever um so yeah
0: Made by a guy named Richard, Richard right. Crane. Yeah,
1: so we've got who doesn't there's love Richard, Ian
0: McKellen? There's a Richard the Third from 1911. Of course there is. Oh a... wow!
1: Well, that and makes one,
0: sense. And one from 1912.
1: Yeah. Well, you know, if you go back, you, there's also a, a silent version of The Great Gatsby that was lost. All the all of these famous literary, there's really really early versions of Frankenstein. You know, with all yeah. of the, that was the material for silent movies because I guess mm-hmm. people kind of knew the stories, so yeah. you know, it's easy. Makes yeah. sense.
2: All right. Um, All right. So we got Summer of Sam, In the Name of the Father, 10 Things I Hate About You, Hamlet, Titanic, and Richard III. I would say that these are all uh, very different movies, and 10 Things I Hate About You is the only cheery one. (laughs) Yes. Um, Well, parts
1: of Titanic are fun. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) for about five minutes teach me only... how to spit like a man oh huh? yeah. god <laughs>
0: all right so in terms of streamability we've got summer of sam is on hoopla it says am amc plus it's on but i don't know if that means it has ads or how that works oh, but okay. if you are subscribed to that for better call saw you could just tune in there uh in the name of the fire in the name of the father is uh rentable Great. um 10 things i hate about you megan feel free to pull the canadian if you're guess what about.
1: summer of sam guess what service it's on you'll never guess
0: uh, uh
2: what's the one
1: for horror? Shudder.
0: Shudder,
2: yeah.
1: yeah. Disney Plus. Oh Disney Plus. What?
0: <laughs> what the f I <laughs> Well while oh you're God. on Di- while you're on Disney Plus, you can watch Ten Things I Hate About You. It's also on well, Stars.
1: I'm gonna check if that's ten uh, 10,
0: ten Things I Hate 10. About You is on Disney Plus in four K. So in okay. all the glory oh. of Four K you can watch Ten Things I Hate About it, You. It is
1: also on Disney Plus Canada. So there you go.
0: Nice. Oh nice. Uh Hamlet with Ethan Hawke is on stars. Uh so you can watch, you can subscribe to Stars. You can watch this and watch Adopt a Highway. Um, Titanic really? is on Netflix. Um,
1: Titanic so is in my DVD library.
0: You could also say that Netflix's stock is like the Titanic these days. And uh, Richard the Third is on Hoopla and Canopy. And the only place it's available, be, I mean, so it's those two services, and you can rent it on Vudu. And that's the only place you can rent it. You can't even run it on the that's Amazon. Wild
1: this wow. says okay i think i am not going to be able to find richard the third let me just right.
0: well i don't think anybody's gonna be able to find richard III unless you have the right, so, canopy thing. so sorry richard and by oh, sorry richard i'm talking sorry, to dick. talking to the richard on this podcast um all right so now we're down to oh, summer oh, sam mm-hmm. in the name of the father 10 things we have about you hamlet and titanic um i want to get rid of in the name of the father but i'm also very intrigued by in the name of the father um, I kind of want to get rid of it too. I feel it feels like the loosest connection. True. Yeah, it's a loose connection to everything else in this movie. Yeah. yeah. Um, I also think Summer Sam is a loose connection. Hey.
2: <laughs> I mean, it's a direct cast connection.
0: True, but so was in the, the name of the father.
2: father and a soundtrack connection.
0: True. True. Mm. Um,
2: yeah, but I would definitely. Um, I don't know. Do you, do you, do you, do
0: you? Well, never, Summer, Summer same also has a Servino in it. I forgot about that, so that's a pretty yeah. That's also true. I I hate it, about you is modern retelling of Shakespeare, Hamlet. Modern yeah. retelling of Shakespeare. Yeah. Uh, and Titanic is Leo and Megan the Librarian. Yeah.
1: And a tragic love story. And a tragic and a tra- love story.
0: Star yeah. crossed I mean, I have a couple of these. I have movies that I would immediately put on my list to suggest for next week. Um, right. All right, Megan. What are, What are you thinking? Where would you lean?
1: You
3: had to pick one of these um, ones. I'm kind of in
2: hot in the mood for Hot Sam Summer, but I want to hear what Megan has to say.
1: Eh, it's true. Yeah, I mean, I'd really, I'd like to watch Summer of Sam. I It's I off would. the
0: beaten path. Um, it is. It is. taking a severe it's, left.
1: And I and I yeah. think the, the, the listeners all hated Romeo and Juliet, but they love John Leguizamo.
0: True. good. Yeah, yeah, so we're honoring oh, the listeners by picking Summer of Sam um and we're in the middle of a what are we in like a heat vortex or whatever right now yeah we're in a like heat vortex it's a hot sam summer it's a
1: summer movie yep.
0: yeah there you go and all right what
1: is, what is we're going back pockets?
0: to the 1977 new awesome. york city spike lee john leguizamo adrian brody servino you're real uh, jonathan, jonathan paglia's brother um, <laughs> <laughs>
2: And I don't believe I've seen this, so that's also exciting. I, I yeah. may have seen this, but I have never no memory
0: of it. It does so. not look like many of the listeners at all have seen this. Uh, none of the listeners that I follow on Letterboxd have watched this movie. So uh, if you have Hoopla, and uh, sometimes libraries offer that, it is on Hoopla yeah. or on AMC Plus if you're subscribed to that for um, Better Call Saul. So if you're in Canada, it's on Disney Plus, so you can watch that, and then you can watch like uh, The Ooh. Lion King after. There you go. Um, yeah. Speaking of stage presences, Patty
2: Lacone is in this movie. Ooh. Oh,
0: I don't know who that is.
2: Noted noted Broadway mm, yeah.
0: uh Broadway actress Patty Woodbug. Mm. All, right. All right. Well, uh we're gonna find out what's going on with Summer of Sam next week. So uh yeah, the connection again, John Linguizamo. and uh the lead, John Linguizamo, and then Mira Servino. So a Sorvino Sorvino month continues on the movie ladder podcast
1: next week. Got You have to pick another Paul Sorvino movie from summer it's of Sam
0: go back and forth. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. We're just going to go back to Goodfellas. And then was Romeo and Michelle Ooh. also 1999 or was that, that was earlier, right? That was 97. It was, was 97. Early.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I think.
0: Yeah. I was like, so this is two years after, uh, after, two years after the reunion.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, what a run <laughs> that we've had, uh, days are confused. <laughs> Peggy Sue got married. Romeo and Michelle's high school reunion, uh that counting all of the like space stuff and flights that we had and then uh we didn't even say as a connection like astronaut costume connecting back to Apollo yeah. 10 and a half uh, okay. and the right stuff and in figures um and yep. now Romeo and Juliet and then Summer of Sam next week so uh all right uh Megan what's on your list to watch this week
1: Next week, so I'm still doing my Movie Ladder Multiverse of Madness. Awesome. And this week I will be watching the Catherine Bigelow vampire movie, Near Dark, which stars Bill Paxton. Good good connection to Titanic. Fantastic. Fantastic movie. I've never seen it before, so I'm excited about that. I hope you like it. I think I probably will. And then I'm all for the Criterion Challenge. I'm going to, it's a spine number between 500 and 600. I'm planning to watch the Mike Lee movie, Topsy Turvy, which... I have a list of the movies that won Best Costume Design at the Oscars, and this is one of the last ones I have not seen. So I'm looking forward to that. Nice.
0: There was a movie I was going to suggest for your multiverse, but I don't remember what it is now. Something off of this movie.
1: So, well, last week I watched uh, The Loveless, which was, I think, Catherine Bigelow's first movie, which stars, it's like Willem Dafoe's first starring role or something. Oh, wow. Mm. And it also takes place at a gas station. So I thought that oh, was a good, go. uh, a good connection.
0: Yeah. Uh, all right, Brendan, what's on your list? Yeah, um, only real big
2: thing that I'm doing is as soon as I get off this call, I am going to go watch the Lady Eve starring Barbara Stanwyck for the uh, film spotting um, Barbara Barbara Stanwyck marathon. Mm -hmm. Um, And then later this week, I also am a week behind on Criterion because I ended up going – Going going to my brother's cabin the for the weekend, right. and I so I still have to watch uh Journey Limited* and something else from the other spine this weekend. So yeah, five, don't know five hundred to
0: six hundred, I think. Yeah, is that.
2: I don't yeah. know what that's
1: going to be yet, but I'll find out. You you're the late you're in for a treat with the Lady Eve. It's hilarious. Yeah, that's I'm excited. That's um, on my
0: list to see at some point, but I'm not going to see it anytime soon.
1: Henry Fonda. Henry everybody's, Fonda is so funny. Everybody's rated it,
0: like <laughs> between four and five stars on
2: rocks, so I'm like very <laughs> excited.
1: Yeah, I've
2: got, really I've got high expectations. Mm-hmm.
0: Um, speaking of movies that you're inspired by film spotting to watch. So I have Cameraman from, nice. I was a cameraman from I love that the Cameraman from that was the last movie in the yeah. Buster Keaton marathon. Um, the only place I could find it was the library on regular DVD. Um, and I have it and it's due back tomorrow. So I think as soon as we get off this Definitely podcast, I'm going to be watching The Cameraman. Although I also am trying to watch RRR and I just can't like it's the runtime. I just can't find it. Yeah. Like I can't find like three hours when I want to sit down and watch that movie, even though I sit down and watch three hours of T V all ten. So Take it in chunks. I know, I might try to I might try to chunk it out. Um yeah. <laughs> so um and The cameraman was fun. Yeah, I'm excited for that. So that will be like a meeting. Yeah, cameraman is podcast. great. So Uh, All right, well, and uh, we're all going to be watching Summer of Sam next week. Again, that's streaming on Hoopla or uh, AMC Plus or Disney Plus in Canada or whatever in Ireland, wherever you can find it in Ireland. Uh, Or you can rent it on all of your favorite rentable streaming platforms. Megan,
1: thanks for coming on. Oh, thank you for having me again. Yay. This was a lot
0: of fun. Yeah, sorry you're not coming back next week for Titanic.
1: Parting is such sweet sorrow. I'm so
0: glad that we got to nerd out about Shakespeare together. (laughs)
1: I didn't even go to, into my explanation of what the first folio is or anything like that. I had, a, you know, I had all, all this book knowledge that I could oh, impart, oh, but man! maybe not for a movie podcast. Why well, not? Now you need
2: to see. have five
0: acts. You need to close this out with another line. Parting is, You wasted Parting in Such a Sweet Sorrow. I, I was going to just uh, cut it off there.
1: Okay, but, uh, how about... Uh, uh, wait, I had written this down because Romeo and Juliet have similar lines where she... They compare how they're feeling to being, like, a kid excited before a big event. But he says, uh, love goes, what is it, love? Hang on, I'm going to get it wrong. Love goes to love as schoolboys from their books. But love goes from love to school with dirty looks. So podcasters go towards podcasts as schoolboys from their books.
0: Wow. Um,
2: yeah,
1: well, well, no. not. if you find us <laughs> tomorrow, enough.
0: you will find us as Very Grave Men. <laughs> there you because go. we're
1: watching a serial killer movie. True,
0: yeah. yes. Yes. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah, there we go. Yes. Ask for us very tomorrow. Very Grave, grave men. men. Write that down as a title connection. Maybe Very yeah. Grave Men will be our title for next week. <laughs> All right, let's get ready. So, uh, Karsten on Letterboxd says, you don't go into this thinking there are going to be two Radiohead songs. Maybe that's because <laughs> Karsten owned the soundtrack and there was only one on the soundtrack. That's,
1: it was very disappointing. But then Exit Music is on OK Computer, so that's fine.
0: Yeah, that's true. Um, and uh, another person, this is Megan. you like this person. If you hate this movie, you suck and I don't want to associate with your pretentious <laughs> cinephile kind. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and, uh, and this one also goes out to our listeners. I know you all love pretending Shakespeare would have hated this film, but consider this. You're wrong. That's right. Oh, and this one's good, too. Puts the lit in English literature. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. I like that. Oh, man. There are some great reviews. Imagine having a choice between young Leo and Paul Rudd. Yeah, okay, bitch. Your life is so hard.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? <laughs>